distraction. Sling blade by Balor. Drives Reigns into the corner. Reigns gonna do it. Balor to the top rope. It's gonna happen. Balor's dreams. Good grab. Nobody home. Spare by Reigns. Cover. Reigns retains. But there's no rest for the weary. Here is your winner. And Here comes still, the monster. The Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. The monster is in the ring. Roman is literally living up to his world. Roman with a boot to Reigns. Monday Night Raw is live in Brooklyn. Reigns has retained the title. The money the bank contract holder is in the ring. Is Strowman going to cash in? He is. Is Strowman going to cash in? Michael, he is. Ladies and gentlemen, Braun Strowman is cashing in his money. Oh, my God. Strowman is cashing in. Strowman's cashing in. We've got a second championship match. We interrupt your regularly scheduled consumer culture to bring you our monthly wrestling episode. I am Adam, joined as always by my co-host Jesse. Hello, Jesse. What's up? It is the Wrestling Super Show. Yes, so the last show of every month is going to be wrestling. So we will see 99% of you next week. Uh, hope you have <laughs> a good time. Uh, for the for, for the ones, for I, Josh... You're gonna like the top you, one. You're here. Top one percent. Josh is here. He'll he'll listen. Everybody else will see you <laughs> later. Uh, so we're looking top at one percent. Yeah, kind of like uh, you know, basically like the G1 and the SummerSlam and all that's kind of like a really the last thirty days have been pretty big for wrestling. Like there's yeah. been a lot of stuff going on. Um, yep. But before we get into that, I do want to touch on. Uh, or Impact Wrestling Slammiversary that was in June. Uh, and that was kind of like... Impact's kind of been killing it this year because before Slammiversary, they had Redemption, which was a really good show. It featured Pentagon taking the title from Austin Aries, and he dropped it shortly after. Uh, but So we had... Uh, Slammiversary had a few matches worth... Po- like uh, It started with uh, Johnny Impact, Phoenix... Taiji Ishimori and Petey Williams. Uh, it was supposed to be Rich Swan in that match, but he got uh, hurt, so they put Petey Williams in, which I think was the right decision because the show was coming from Toronto. So you you got to have your make yeah. week muscle. Um, Eddie Edwards and Tommy <laughs> Dreamer. Uh, Brian Cage took the X Division title off of Matt Sydal, and the two uh, Austin Aries retained his championship against Moose, which eh, I, I feel like Moose should have taken it. They built it up so much. And then Austin just beat him clean one two three, but the two yeah, matches. Aries, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I don't know. Just, just I've only been been watching like the highlight, the random highlight stuff, and Aries totally seems like just not not necessarily like the Hogan right now, but he's, he's definitely kind of running. He's kind yeah, of he's kind of running right into it. He's like, 
Yeah, it's and it's and it sucks to think that like I don't know. It's one thing to come from arrogance, like oh, I'm the best guy you've got, but it's another thing like from the point of view that I can see. It's more like Aries, like, okay, I hated working for WWE, so I'm going to make you guys work for me, yep. and I'm going to be your top guy. Yeah, I, I saw a great picture. Worse? I saw a great picture of Aries shortly after, like, he hit the Indies and everything again, and he's been going by the moniker of the belt collector, because there's a picture of him, he's at a show in Australia, with, like, eight or nine championships from various promotions. And somebody said yeah. he had. Somebody said that was the recently quit WWE starter kit. Like you leave WWE and you hit a bunch of Andes and win all their titles. Uh, God damn. Yeah, and so I'm not sure because their next one's That's Bound for perfect. Glory. That's uh, October. That one's going to be in New York. That's on October 14th. Oh, nice. That's yeah. good. They're at the Melrose Ballroom. Um, but the two matches on that show that all are right. really worth looking at are. Pentagon versus Sammy Callahan and a mask versus hair match. And boy, that match was something. Like, that was a bloodbath. They killed each other. It hit a point where they were like jamming railroad spikes into each other's heads. It was very Lord. ECW. Yeah, it was like hard to watch at yeah. some points. And yeah, didn't didn't Sam and Callahan start in CZW? Wasn't that his thing? Oh yeah, he is. Yeah, very much. I think he and Ambrose go back. Like he is a very CZW yeah, yeah, deathmatch like type guy. Old buddies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the big one was LAX Santana and Ortiz with Conan versus the OGs hernandez and homicide who just returned to tn or to I keep calling him tna who just came back to impact wrestling so the story was this new lax of santana and ortiz and king and somebody took out conan and king was like you know i conan's out i'm gonna be the leader like i'm gonna bring this team to greatness and they won the tag titles and king was like this is all me and then they conan came back and was like you know you're you're sneaking around behind my back and he was like in kayfabe he was like i talking to king it's a story that like it feels like conan uses with everyone where he's like i found you when you were a kid playing on the streets and i took you in and like <laughs> how many do you just run like conan's home for like misfit youths uh and yeah. oh no like isn't that where el generico came from was conan's orphanage <laughs> and that's why he wanted an orphanage of his own probably yeah yeah he did the same thing with prince puma uh Yep. And then, yep. Yep. and then yep. they, it, it came out that yes, King did have uh, take Conan out, and it's great. Promo. He's Latino Fagan, right? He's Latino Fagan. <laughs> they, they had this great <laughs> promo where King was like, "That's right, I took you out, and like we're better off without you." Ain't that right, Santana and Ortiz? And Santana and Ortiz like sided with Conan, and then out of nowhere, Hernandez and Homicide hit the ring and cleared house, and they hadn't been in Impact for years, years. Yep. And Hernandez homicide back. Apparently, it's worth going back and watching. It was two weeks ago. I haven't watched it yet. Um, they had the OGs versus LAX in like a street fight in because this was a fifty-one fifty street fight for the Impact Tag Champions that uh, that Conan's LAX won. But this one was like a we went out into like a back lot and filmed a fight on the street. And apparently it was, like, awesome. some of the best you've seen this year. I haven't watched it yet, but, like, Impact is kind of firing all cylinders right now. So, if, if you're even uh, the least bit interested, watch Slammiversary. Keep watching Impact. Like, it's really good. 
Uh, so I, from I there, I am more mm-hmm. impressed than anything that they like refuse to die because I think at this point people really want to think about it. Um, they have now lasted longer than WCW when they got acquired by um, Ted Turner. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, like like TNA, like like, like nineteen eighty eight, right to nine to two thousand one. Yeah, TNA is lasted two thousand and longer than WCW at this point. Yeah. Like I just going, don't think a lot of people think yeah. about it or realize it. Yeah, um, like TNA is the company that won't die because, yeah. uh, you know, you have WCW. It's 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 the thing you come back to is TV deals. ECW lost their TV deal, died. WCW right. lost their TV TV deal, died. TNA lost their TV deal with Spike and lived. They went to Destination America. They lost their TV deal with Destination America and lived. Went to Pop TV <laughs> that used to be the TV Guide channel. Like, they keep... Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, they keep surviving. But right yeah, now... It's, it's impressive. The best thing they've done in years is having that talent exchange with Lucha Underground. Their stuff with Lucha Underground has been fantastic. Uh, and that's... They're, they're killing it right now. Like, they have a ridiculous yeah. amount of indie talent. You know, Brian Cage, Pentagon, Phoenix... Um, fucking Moose, LAX, like they're all great. Their their women's division is incredible with people like Sue Young and Te- Tessa teaming Blanchard. Teaming up with Lucha Underground, teaming up with Lucha Underground is probably the best shot in the arm they could have gotten. Yep, because it absolutely you know it it, it brings now them back. Yeah, yeah, because you know, now they're I think cult status, which is exactly what TNA from like oh six to oh nine was before. Exactly. Yeah, like, um, they've got the, the Hogan regime started. They've got the TNA stink off of them. And I think like they, the, they feel more at legitimate. At least the Hogan now. stink. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's why they changed the name to Impact because like TNA. It is was just, too late. It was, yeah. You don't want that. Yeah. You don't. You I don't guess want so, that name. Except they kept the color scheme because they changed that too. I don't know. It no, was... they don't. Their color scheme now is blue and green. Oh yeah, the green. It was blue and white. Um, halfway through Hogan. Yeah. Hogan's thing. Um, they changed it to blue and white. And then they changed it again. I forgot about the green part. Yeah, now it's like blue what, and when green Jeff and, came back and their belts. Yeah, because with with fucking, the fact that they survived that whole GFW debacle. So Global Force Wrestling, Jeff Jarrett showed up, made his own quote unquote like wrestling promotion. It was this weird thing that always felt like a scam. He shot. Yeah. He he did like one TV taping in Vegas in like 2014. And that aired in 2016, like 20, or late 2016, early 2017. And oh, so Jesus. people, like Bobby Roode was on that show. So it airs, and the commentators, because <laughs> they did commentary like shortly before it aired, and it was just like, it's Bobby Roode. He's jumped ship from NXT and come to Global Force Wrestling. It's, what it was, the fuck? Yeah, yeah, it was ridiculous. And so you have that, and, uh, and so... They he convinced Anthem, so Anthem is this big company, and they bought up Impact, and he convinced Anthem to like, oh no, we should have Impact and Global Force Wrestling have like a a partnership, and so like all the GFW that he had, like, it was just the name pretty much. So like the new belt was the GFW Impact Championship, and then he, he had lots of trouble. Like he was having, he was having. Like alcoholism, he showed up at 
Triple Mania and Triple A in 2016 just looking fucked up. Like, he looked like he was just four sheets to the wind. And Impact was like... I'm pretty amazed that he's he's come back because a lot of people seem to respect him again lately. Yeah. It's so weird. Like, he is currently... Let me double check. Let me see. Okay, he's not anymore. He was the triple... Oh, it just happened literally yesterday. Um, oh, Triple Mania <laughs> was yesterday. Okay. And he was yeah. the Triple A mega champion. Jeff Jarrett was. Right, right. I remember that. And he lost he it, had it yesterday. He had it for a long time. He lost it yesterday to Phoenix. Oh, nice. Good for Phoenix. Yeah, he held it for 83 days. And there was a fatal four-way between Phoenix, Jarrett, Cage, and Rich Swan, Because Triple A and Impact are pretty much sharing wrestlers at this point. Uh, and so... Which is cool. Like, good for yeah. AAA for like, understanding they can indies, at least broaden their, their it, uh, it's, reach. It's the impact of Ring of Honor teaming up with New Japan. Like, that yeah. kind of changed indie wrestling and smaller wrestling because now you see the benefit in sharing talent and, and all that, especially if you have a TV deal. And so... People like Cage, who were just kind of like indie staples, but didn't like have much ex- like exposure. And Pentagon and Phoenix, they hit Lucha Underground. They're they are, they're on a TV show that gets a, like a cult following in the world of wrestling. Yeah. And now they are megastars on the indies. It shows just what how important it is to have at least that little bit of exposure. It so, won't yeah. it won't be immediate, of course. Maybe a few more years, but I really think that is where. Triple H wants to go when he finally takes over oh, WWE. Yeah. Like, look at what they're doing with uh, the with Evolve and Progress, and yeah. you like, yeah, like, they're already working with. Like, I watch. I yeah, was, he's trying. He's trying real hard to get that out there. Yeah, I saw Keith Lee wrestle at WrestleMania Access because he was defending his Evolve Championship. Right, and now he Access. just debuted like last week, yeah. two weeks ago. Uh, so yeah, Impact's great. Like it, it's it's so cool to see. I'm glad it's got that stink off of it because they are really doing some incredible work. Right, Don Callis is apparently like the head booker there, and he knows what he's doing. Um, oh, apparently, okay. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Chris Jericho kind of got him the job because uh, Chris Jericho has been buddies with Don Callis and is a big fan of like Don Callis's mind for wrestling. And so mm-hmm. they were looking for a new booker when like Jarrett and all them left, and he called up somebody at Anthem and was like, "Get Don Callis. He's the guy you want." And it's worked yeah. out beautifully since. He gets it. He's, I don't think he's a great commentator, but, man, he has a great mind for wrestling. Uh, speaking yeah. of Don Callis commentating, the G1 Climax. He commentated the yeah. first two shows of that before he had to come back to America for Impact. So, right. just a primer on the G1 Climax. We got Kevin Kelly, and that dude works overtime. Right, him and Rocky Romero. Uh, so, just yeah, a like primer. Romero. You know what's really weird? What's Sorry that? to no good. keep cutting you off. Up. Oh. Rocky Romero reminds me of um, the dude from New Rock Stars off YouTube. I have um, not watched that, but I believe you. Oh, uh, New New Rock Stars is like a an analytical TV show. Like they do the um, hidden stuff, hidden meaning, kind of looking for Easter eggs in like all the Walking Dead and um, Game of Thrones and Westworld and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I'll grab his name real quick. So while you do um, that, uh, uh, yeah, a primer ahead. for the new one, G1 Climax. 
This is big round ramen tournament. They have two blocks, block A and block B. Each block has 10 members in it. Everybody wrestles each other once. So everybody wrestles nine matches over the course of the tournament. You get two points for a win, zero points for a loss, one point for a uh, time limit draw. And, and so, you know, usually you don't go through, nobody ever goes through undefeated, usually. And, and what you get if you win it, so you have the winner of A block, winner of B block, wrestle each other in the finals. And the winner of which gets a championship match at, uh, at uh, Wrestle Kingdom in Japan on January 4th, forever. Uh, New Japan has had a big show on yeah. January 4th, every year. It is their WrestleMania, and this is their very long, protracted Royal Rumble. And it's a month and a half, (laughs) give or take, of some of the best wrestling in the world every single day. Uh, Did you find what you were looking for, Jesse? No, his name's like Philip or something, but people who watch the show will know exactly who I'm talking about. I can't Uh, do it without bringing up a video and causing a problem. Yeah. Uh, So we've got that. So this year you had two blocks, block A where you had uh, Kazuchika Okada. Okada is the former champion. He, he had the most dominant championship reign in New Japan history, something like 400 and something days, like ridiculously long. Uh, no, yeah, I think it was like 700. Was it? Was it two years? Pretty sure. I mean, it might be because he lost it because he got it back from Naito and he's held it since. 720 then. days. Jesus Christ. 720 and days, 12 title defenses, which is a big deal in Japan. It is. His number of title defenses, because they, like, do yeah, they don't shows. do house shows. Yeah, they don't do a lot. Because if you can tell, yeah, 12 title defenses over two years. So that's one every two months, just thereabouts. Yeah. Uh, and also in that group is Hiroshi Tanahashi, who is the John Cena of, of New Japan. He is the ace. He's been on top forever. He has main evented... Since... Since Wrestle Kingdom started, almost like there's been yeah, twelve Wrestle 2000... Kingdoms. He's been there since like 2006, and he reached popularity and like won the title like 08, and then 2010 is when he really like everyone will say, and it's not hype, and it's not just like for the cameras. People say he saved New Japan. Oh yeah, period. he did. Uh, he totally did. Like, New Japan yeah. in the mid 2000s was at a bad place. Also, yeah. Uh. He he started in New Japan in 1999. Yeah, he's been there forever. He's been there for a very long time, and he won 41. his first. So he has he, he never gone anywhere else then? Technically, I no, wonder. No, it's been New Japan. Amazing. He did a little bit in uh, like in Mexico, and then when he showed up in TNA a couple times. Right. But um, other than that, that should be a shirt for him. Eat, breathe, sleep, New Japan. That right? would go over as fuck. And yeah, he uh, he won his first ch- title in 2006. Uh, it was after yeah, Brock Lesnar held the title. Uh, and Brock Lesnar, like, basically he had, a tr- he had trouble with, like, visa issues, but they kayfabed it as, to show you how every time is a flat circle and we're just, we're going to be doing this forever. They kayfabed it as Brock refuses to return and defend the title. So we're stripping him of the title. Because he's too good for him. <laughs> and so... Ta- That's his gimmick. They it's had a tournament. Horrible. They had a tournament. Tanahashi defeated Giant Bernard in the finals, a.k.a. Matt Bloom. And so this is where we are. So that's, that's Tanahashi. Papa Cuddly he's, Bear. 
Yeah, like, that's the thing. People always say, like, when you talk about dream matches, what's your dream match? And, and like, way up there is Tanahashi versus Cena because they're that guy. Uh, New Japan was in such a bad place in the mid-2000s, like, creatively, business-wise. And Tanahashi really was the shot in the arm they needed. Uh, the other big uh, ones, the other really, the only the other, the only other really big one in uh, Group A was Jay White. He is this guy from New Zealand. Yeah. He's an up-and-comer out of nowhere. Like, he just shows up, and he's this despicable heel he does everything he can to cheat he doesn't have any respect for any of his competitors all he cares about is yeah, winning he's he's 25 he only yeah. really like he was no longer a young lion this year yeah like like, like he, came november, he came back in november yep. but he didn't really get like his proper wrestler status in new yep. japan until january when he joined chaos which was half the story of this yep. with See, okada because so- okada is the leader so yeah, he he showed up and he he was only in New Japan. He started wrestling in 2013, and he showed up in New Japan yeah. in 2015, and then at Dominion, uh, he in in 2016, which was on uh, June 19th, he was in like a big six man tag with Juice Robinson and David Finley Jr., and then he lost and he left and he came to America. Um, he was. He moved to Detroit and lived with Alex Shelley. He showed up at Ring of Honor. He did some stuff in Ring of Honor. And then they started, late last year, they started in New Japan showing teases for the Switchblade. The Switchblade is coming. Mm -hmm. And Jay White returned last November as the Switchblade. He um, was feuding with Tanahashi. Uh, I think he, he wrestled Tanahashi for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania, or Wrestle Kingdom 12, I believe which is huge yes. like you come back out of nowhere and you have a like you're you're challenging for the second biggest title on in the company on the third biggest against, match of against, the show against the god king against the top guy <laughs> and then he was go- he was teasing about he was going to join bullet club which is this evil not even evil anymore it's just a group of foreigners and yep. he attacked uh, Kenny Omega, who is the current IWGP world champion. And at the time, he was the U.S. champion, which is a new championship that they have introduced because they're trying to make inroads into America. And he beat Omega for the championship. Like, it was a huge deal. Like, he beat... This, the, this like, is after... What... Yeah. This is after most of his match. Uh, uh, this is after Omega's matches with Okada, most of them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or just the one? No, this is after... This was this year. So this is after Dominion last year. This yep. is after Wrestle Kingdom. This was after last year's... Yep. This is after three of the four Okada matches. The six-star uh, matches. Yeah. And then he defended the title for a while, and he dropped it uh, at in San Francisco. They had a big special to kick off the G1, and he lost it to Juice Robinson, who was in Block B. Block B is the way more interesting block. Because in that yeah. block, you have Kenny Omega who is the IWGP champion. He beat Kazuchika Okada, which was this thing that he was never able to do. He could never definitively beat Okada. And he beat him in a over an hour-long match in June at Dominion to finally capture the title. And also in that group is Kota Ibushi, who Kenny... We don't even have the time to go into the... Like, Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega go back a very long time. Ibushi is why Omega came to Japan. They Whenever you think of the phrase "a beautiful man," Kota yep. Ibushi is every single example yep. you could think of, both metaphorically and philosophically and literally, and you know all of it. 
and he Kota Ibushi uh, is a beautiful man. That's why he's the gold star. And then as you're thinking about that, he will shoot you with a uh, firework. Uh, and so Kenny and Cody <laughs> and then flip off your corpse. Yep. Kenny and, and land on his neck. Kenny and Coda yeah. go back. Like moonsault flip, time. not like with yeah. the middle oh, fingers. Oh, no, 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 He'll no, yeah, moonsault yeah. flip He'll off your corpse. <laughs> and then land on his neck. Kenny and Coda go back a very long time. Uh, and so they were the Golden Lovers tag team. And then in like 2013, 2014, they kind of went their separate ways. Coda ended up going all over the world, came to America, was in WWE for a minute. He was a part of the Cruiserweight Classic. He had a couple matches in NXT. He made it to the final four, right? Yeah. Or the... He lost to uh, yes. TJ Perkins because they weren't going... Because it was TJ Perkins, uh, Kota Ibushi, Grand Metallic, and maybe Lindsay Dorado or something like that. Basically, they yeah. weren't going to have the one of the people in the finals being someone that hasn't already signed a contract. And yeah. he hadn't signed Whoever signed first got to win the title. Yep. And so Triple H backed the money truck up to Coda's house. Coda flipped off the pile of money and said no. Again, moonsaulted yes. off the pile of money and went yeah. back to Japan. He returned in the G1 last year where Kenny lost in the finals to uh, Tetsuya Naito. Tetsuya Naito is entirely wholly unique. It's such a weird story. Like he was kind of hot shotted to the moon. He won he was, the climax. He was literally bred to yeah. be the next Tanahashi. Yep. And something happened where it just didn't work for He's, him. He didn't have the he character. He didn't sound. Yeah. Like, he didn't he, have the character. He, he was it, just It makes me think there. of, um, who's the guy? He, he was Lex Luger for a minute, yeah. is what he was. Yeah. He was the guy. Um, and, yeah. And Japanese are way more blunt both from the um, you know fan perspective, but also the business perspective, to where like, yep. yeah, if the fans say they don't like you, we're just gonna go with someone else. <laughs> so it's he not won the, the it's not G1... the yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's just, you know it's just not the idea, and I don't want to you know be cynical about it, but it is kind of the Roman situation, sort of. Um, but it's a little stronger because they actually asked, "What match do you want to see as the main event?" and they chose. Shinsuke yeah. versus they chose so, the old guard over the new guard, which meant yeah. the new guard was not interesting yet. And this was also when Okada versus like Okada wasn't the guy he became later because this was like three years before people were really captivated by what Okada was. But Okada was the the world champion and Naito won the G1 and it didn't matter. They wanted to see Shinsuke, who still kind of didn't get his top guy dues yet. And they. I mean, you he know, had he's been, multiple, he'd been champion. He had multiple right. world champion runs at that point. He'd, but he, he never had a run. He never had like a run. Uh, um, he, he main evented several Wrestle Kingdoms. He's fine. So yeah. So well, yeah. He, he won the G one in 2013 to challenge Okada, and he comes out, and his first big this is in like December or something like that, leading up to Wrestle Kingdom, comes out in his first yeah. big confrontation with Okada, and it went over like a fart in church, like. I've, yeah, yeah. You've, like if you go back and watch the video it's the most uncomfortable thing in the world because it's supposed to be this big moment and there's not booze there's crickets there is the most yep. deafening silence i have ever seen and so everybody in the back was like oh no they don't care about yeah. this so they put up a yeah pole. there was a big line there yeah. was a big line that uh he kind of flubbed and no response yep he there was a big pole that were what do you want to see wrestle where do you see want to see main event okada versus naito for the world title or tanahashi versus nakamura for the intercontinental title 
Tanahashi versus Nakamura won in a landslide because nobody cared yes. about Okada and 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 Naito. So Naito leaves and he goes to Mexico and he teams up with La Sombra, who is currently Andrade Cien Almas in WWE, and joins the uh, Los Ingobernables faction. And he learns the art of Tranquilo. And so he comes back, and he is this completely different character. Like, he just doesn't... Which is like Viva La Raza, but more mellow. <laughs> yeah, he just doesn't give a shit. Like, he walks out in a full suit, he gets in the ring, he very slowly takes the suit off, he's not in any hurry, he doesn't care, and he beats his opponent, and he lays on the mat, and he, like, he's not a heel or a babyface, he's just, he's just Naito, man, he's just Tranquilo, and that got whatever super over, want, man. yeah, he, it got so over, <laughs> and people got it's way like, behind Naito. It makes, <laughs> this is super dumb, but it makes me think of uh, Sandy from Greece. When she comes that. back at the end, smoking yeah. a cigarette and all black and stuff. And it's like, whoa, yep. now she's hot. And it's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like that. Yeah. And so. <laughs> and it, he's still like that and it works. And people, um, apparently, um, as far as like, I think just this year, at least for the Japanese market, um, just now, Los, Los Indonables de Japan, which was the faction he created for yes, Japanese. Yes, Los Indonables like, de Japón. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful like blend. They're almost like like hybrid luchador Japanese wrestlers, which is a concept that is not yep. very explored in in most wrestling organizations. But their faction has outsold Bullet Club this year. Oh, that's a shock in me. merchandise. Yeah, people. Yeah, like, but so it's, it's it's Naito uh, Bushi who is a masked wrestler, who comes out in just a straight-up luchador mask. Like, it is a very traditional luchador mask. He, he, uh, he looks like an evil... He looks like an evil um, bizarro Rey Mysterio yeah. to me. Like, the mask is very much just Rey's mask. Um, yeah, but he and, has, like, sharper features, yes. and he's... Yeah, so he just looks like bizarro Rey yeah. Mysterio. And also, speaking of evil, there is a guy in the... Just named Evil. Uh, His name Evil, who, and he's apparently a formidable motherfucker. Yeah, he's a he's a brick shit house man. He uh, he apparently yeah, he's a spoiler he in, more, more than most guys. Like yeah, it's interesting. He was in before, like he was in New Japan for like a minute, and then he left. And yeah. he went to Ring of Honor wrestling as Taki Watanabe, and yes, he wrestled like for the television championship and this and that and the other and then he came back as evil and joined Los Ingobernables de Japón and uh, then they added Sonata who is another very talented up and comer uh, he Ibushi with a mohawk pretty much yeah except not as pretty and so like Naito he, he's got that he's got that rugged like biker stepdad prettiness yep. about him oh yeah and so Naito went, came back got super popular and in 2016 beat okada for the title like he just he won the title yeah. out of nowhere and Nobody he's like you know what it. i don't give a shit yeah yeah and then he just treat like he took the title which is what one of the most beautiful belts in wrestling history and is this incredibly revered you know and it's like a thing. big deal if you accidentally drop it or if you don't handle it correctly there's like yeah. a gasp he fucking throws it he just throws <laughs> in it in the air, air and walks away Showing and people care. were like, "What just fucking yeah. happened?" He was like, I don't and care he said, about "It's like you did." And and his speech is so great. If you can find the subtitles of it after he throws it, 
just after winning, like minutes after winning, he goes, you guys didn't care about me when I tried to get this. Why should I care about it now that I have it? Yep. It's That's basically so what he said. And, and he held it for like, what, two years? From that months? day forward, he was like one of the most over yep. ever. Yep, he, he held it for like two months and then dropped it back to Okada, and that's what started Okada's lengthy title reign. Uh, and so, yeah, yes. he's just kind of like he's just kind of like the Stone Cold. Like he doesn't give a shit. He's here to raise hell. Bit, yeah. and, like absolutely. And so he's in that group. You forgot um the last member of Losing and Anabolis because he's in a um he's injured right now. I can't remember his name. Oh uh, yeah, uh, the guy Takahashi. who the guy who Hiroshi. murdered the entire um, uh, light heavyweight division, junior heavyweight division. Yes, uh, um, most Hiromu... of his title matches were like two minutes because he them all up. Hiromu Takahashi, uh, get well soon. Yeah. He uh, he wrestles. Yeah. He is the current IWGP but... junior heavyweight champion, and oh, he, he still wrestled... has it. He's just injured. He still That's has cool. it. He wrestled in again. He was another guy. It's kind of the the the, the story of Lij's members. He was. In That's what I was going to bring up. Like they were all kind of misfits. Yeah, he he. Left. They were all rejected. He came back in like 2016, and he joined Lij, and he wrestled. Um, who did he wrestle? He wrestled. Um, yeah, he, that, was, um, that was that was Naito's biggest thing because he brought that up once. He was like, everyone who is a member of this faction you rejected you didn't think was good enough to be the next whoever and then i took them in and showed them what i learned and now we are the best and all you can like us if you want but we can't care about you because you didn't care about us and it's pretty fucking amazing yeah um he wrestled dragon lee at the g1 climax special in san francisco and broke his neck and finished the right. match. he broke his neck like two-thirds of the way through the match and finished the match uh he's a brutal motherfucker yeah, and they did, about a week ago, they did declare the IWGP White he Light Heavyweight Championship vacant. So we'll probably have okay. something to do with that sometime soon. Maybe Another uh, tournament! Maybe. I mean, but that's what the best yeah, of Super Juniors is. Like they, We've already had well, that Well, it's an impromptu, impromptu yeah. Super Juniors. <laughs> and so also in the group is Tomohiro Ishii, the stone pit bull. He's just this brick shithouse, just meat slapping against meat. No, he's chaos, isn't he? No, I'm talking about the the block, block B. We're still talking about. The oh, I'm blocks. so sorry. I thought we were t still talking no, about. Not I LIJ. heard faction, and I was no. wrong. Uh, Sonata also in the group, a member of Lij. He and Naito wrestled each other for the first time in the tournament. Uh, and then Juice oh. Robinson, he is the current IWGP US Heavyweight Championship. He used to be in NXT under the name CJ Parker. He he um, gave a, Kevin yeah, Owens the most memorable debut. Yes, of he NXT. broke Kevin Owens' nose in his debut, and Kevin Owens looked awesome. He covered his blood. finger open, and yep. uh, he didn't have the best tournament. I'm I, I'm very excited. So they're coming. New Japan's coming back to America pretty soon. They're doing a show in Long Beach. I'm very excited for Cody to take the title off of him because Cody's wrestling him in Long Beach. <laughs> uh, that is, <laughs> a, is that true. that match has been made official, and I'm Cody. I. They might keep. They might have Juice win it like in a fluke, but it feels like Cody's going to take that match. Uh, you know. I think this is an important story for for Juice because it's. I don't know. I I'm okay with his performance in the tournament. Um, I know you said it kind of makes him look like a chump a little bit, but I, I there, he's the best kind of guy to play out um, what they did with him, where he lost a lot. And I think he lost a lot in the last one, too, except he got the spoiler win over... Well, not the he, spoiler win, but he got an upset victory over Kenny Omega last year. He had that a was better a big deal. tournament last year than he had this year. 
He got right, eight points. But I think it, it's only like yeah, six points for this one. Six. Yeah, six. But one of those is against Toronto. Yeah, so that's yeah, it's still mild. Um, Let's see. He beat Elgin, Kojima, yeah. Omega, and Yano last year. <laughs> and that, that um, Omega win was huge for him. But like, you can't ride on the uh, the momentum for that through another bad tournament. You know. No, 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 yeah, I, I don't mean it like that. I mean, I think that was the story, though, was... That was a story last I hate to year. say, like, oh, you're not... No, no, this year. No, I um, know, but I don't think it was. I think that was a story last year. I don't think... Like, like I said, I don't think you can keep that going. Like, you no, no, can't no, have that, your entire tell, story I'm, of this G1 based off of a win you got last year. No, no, I think that is the story. What you just said is... He can't look at what he did last year to help him through this year. I think gotcha. that was the okay, story. Yeah, yeah. I and I and I don't want to say it was like, oh, you're not ready, kid, kind of story. Like, like he was being belittled. But I think he's the. And also, the their big story was that he broke his hand, and how different his tournament would have been if he didn't break it. They I played that up that very hard. Yeah, that, um, that, yes. that helped a lot. I think that's what it was, honestly, because that hand broke before the tournament. I think they, they did some last-minute changes, this number of victories, for that reason. And I think that allowed the Cody story to happen, where Cody's basically said, you're not worth this, but I am, because I'm the best well, United States like, wrestler. Juice Robinson's a good worker. Right. But he's kind of like a comedy gimmick. Like, he's a good worker, but like... He's not a No, threat. he's just a fanboy. He's a fan gimmick. He's 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 for the kids. He's a nice guy. That that's I think what it comes down to. It's it's that kind of thing. It's like, oh no, you're a nice guy kinda deal. Also, I think he's gonna have to go through some metamorphosis where he starts jacking some shit up. Not not necessarily being evil or meaner, just definitely being tougher. Yeah. He needs the right match with somebody like Maybe Ishii, even, or something like that. And they do the, these kind of, like, crucible things. They did it with um, Suzuki and Tanahashi this year. Um, that that was a big playthrough that they talked about because, like, Tanahashi got stretchered out. And ever since he lost to... He got murdered by Suzuki, like, in February. He had been on a losing streak. And then, you know, he gets the story here, which we weren't, you know, really into, me and you, uh, for the block a but that was really what they were pushing it's like oh tanahashi's finally back after he that went he finally got his revenge on suzuki kind of by beating yeah. him in because the tournament the and it allowed him to go him. yes it, it does feel though like I, I i think juice keeps the title over cody he could um also i, I think, think... I, also i think the uh the the hand injury was a work like I, i'm pretty sure he didn't actually break his hand I don't sure. think he broke it as bad as they made it out to be, but I don't he think probably he broke, sprained it a bit. I don't think he broke it. Like, the whole thing was, okay. it was like an attack from Jay White that broke it. It was like Jay right. White hitting it with a fucking hammer or something like that. Um, and if it was so a problem, you... he wouldn't have been using it the way he was in the tournament. Like, right. you know, he, they, he made a big deal of taking the taking the tape off and like, oh, I'm using my broke hand now. Um but yeah, I think so, he wins. So you I think, think he that that's Cody. how deep they get their long cons in in New Japan? Possibly. That's, like that's I think they're the, like they looked at impressive. each they looked at each competitor in the tournament, and they thought like, what's going to be their story? And for Juice, they're like, well, you know, we're, 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 we're taking the U.S. title. Let's have Jay White quote unquote break his hand. He overcomes that to take the title, 
and he has a less than desirable tournament because of his broken hand. I, I think that's a reasonable story. But if I'm doing that, I don't give him the title first. Because, like, your third U.S. title holder goes into the tournament and loses a whole bunch of games, or loses a whole bunch of games, loses a whole bunch of matches, and makes that diminishes that title in a time where you need that title to, like, you, that title was christened by Kenny Omega. You're still building the legitimacy of that title. You need the winners of that title to be, like, not dominant, but, like, not losing a bunch of matches. Like, that was what Jay White did. That's what Kenny Omega did. Like, Kenny Omega I I would argue... murdered Chris Jericho to keep that title because that title meant that True. much to him. Jay White, like, infiltrated the Bullet Club and turned on Kenny Omega and, like, did mental war games with him to take that title because that's how much that title means. Juice Robinson, like, went through a broken hand and fought through adversity to get that title because that's how much that title means. Like, that title yes. means something... And then he goes on to win three matches in a nine-match tournament. Like that doesn't well, make the title look good. I don't. I don't think it's that. I, I would argue is, and it has almost everything to do with exactly what you said too. But it, from a different angle of struggle, like to to be perfectly fair, Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega, the story of how he got Chris in that title and how that title came into be was almost like a consolation prize because you can't beat Okada, but we still want to make you feel like, special. And that, that's like, a little more negative than I mean it to be, but I think it's well, about, about every it, three guy. You're talking about it from the office perspective. I'm talking about it in a kayfabe perspective. Like, yes, I think Kenny, it's, I think it's kind of the same that, thing. Like, out of kayfabe, Kenny wanted that title because it was a title and because like he's like, okay, I can't beat Okada. I'll be the... Because his, his whole thing has always been... I want to take uh, New Japan to a global company. I want to bring New Japan to right. the whole world. And so this that's what this title is for. This title is specifically to get a foothold in the United States. That's what Kenny wants to do. So fuck you, Okada. I don't need your title. I got the U.S. title because I'm taking this country, this company worldwide. I don't think in no, I... kayfabe that's a consolation prize. I think in kayfabe that made total sense with what like with what he was trying to do at the time. I don't know the way for for me. I feel like it, it is a little bit of both, and I don't mean it necessarily like just from a company perspective situation. I felt like kayfabe. It was it was still the idea of I can't beat Okada, but I still want to be some kind of champion. And I think with Jay White, it was it was him, you know, proving it's like I'm already up to here. Damn it, and and I'm gonna prove it. And I think Juice, I think all three guys in the very different ways is has been about proving that their struggle is worth representation and i don't think amount of like wins or losses really affect the title as much as all three guys will fucking die to to represent who they are with or without the belt but the belt being there it's not representing i don't think win loss really represents as much as it's it's being possessed by fighters those who struggle to be recognized well, you said that like o- Omega did it because he wanted a title. If that was the case, he would have gone for the Intercontinental title. He didn't want a title. He wanted that title because of what that title represented. Like, if he just wanted a title, Maybe. he could get a title. But that title represented so, New Japan but... going worldwide. And, like, that's what he said. Like, when he was still kind of a heel going after Okada, his whole thing was Okada... Okada is is it keeps this company insulated. Okada keeps his company in Japan, like blocked off from the rest of the world. 
I'll do better. I'll take it everywhere. I won't defend this title just in Japan. I'll defend this title everywhere. And that's what the U.S. title represented. Like, if he just wanted a title, he could have got a title. He could have gone after the Intercontinental title. He could have murdered Minoru Suzuki and taken it. But it was what the U.S. title represented. And again, like, I don't mind... <laughs> Murder yeah, Suzuki, right? you're fine. I don't, I don't mind giving the title to Juice. I just wouldn't have Juice in the G1. Like, I don't feel like Juice needed to be in the G1. Like, what did he gain from being in the G1? And what did, he, what did the G1 gain from him being in it? Like, do you think that if Cody didn't have to go film the new season of Arrow... He wouldn't have taken, he couldn't have easily taken Juice's spot. Like, you could slot in a lot of people into Juice's spot in this Maybe. tournament, and it would still be the exact same tournament. I feel like those are two completely different questions with two completely different answers, though. I but think, like, the, but yeah, the G1 didn't get a tied. lot from Juice, but I think Juice got a lot. I think Juice absolutely got a lot from the G1. I think Juice got I a think lot from the G1 last year. To have that. Like, I don't, I don't know what a win over Goto. Uh, Sonata, like the win over Sonata was something. Like he got something from that, but like well, the win over Yano and Goto. Maybe what this did he is our perspective of the G. Maybe this is our different perspectives of the G one in general. I know it's both our first times watching the whole thing like this, but you've probably known um, more how the G one works and and what you know each individual part um, needs yeah. from it. But for me, watching it. This is a everyone's got like a five percent chance of winning kind of situation. Yeah, and so there are certain guys that you look at and it's like they're not going to win. Like half this roster, you know, and some way worse than others. Like I'm not going to, and I know we kind of brought this up that you don't want to be in the same same standings as like a Yo- Yoshihashi. Yeah, and the Jobber to the Stars. Yeah, and Togi and Makabe. yeah, for them, <sighs> poor Togi. He he should have deserved more than the. I didn't realize he only had four points for like the longest time. It's like yep. whoa, he had you six beat Suzuki and you, right? But like you beat Suzuki to start and you're only gonna stick yep. with four points. That's fucked up. Um, that was Suzuki's was interesting because Suzuki basically beat everyone he was supposed to except the ones he really needed to. Yeah, because so he weird. beat Elgin, Evil, Fale, uh, Jay White, and Yoshihashi. But, yeah, but he, he didn't beat Okada, Okada Han- or Tanahashi yeah. or, um, or Hangman Page. Or Togi. He lost to Togi. It's weird. Um, I do want to talk about the Jay White Suzuki thing in a minute. But um, if we can try try to wrap out Juice, because I think we've been talking about Juice for like 30 minutes. So, well, uh, so I think I, that may be enough as well, is that we're still talking Juice's, about... Yeah, absolutely. But like, here's the thing. I don't think it's Juice's fault. I don't think you need a right. 20-man tournament. <laughs> and this is what oh, Naito said. Naito said in an interview, like at the beginning of the G one, he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're doing this. We had twenty people in here. Do you need? Do you need? Like, you think go only ten of us matter? Yeah, like, <laughs> like, do you think Makabe and Bad Luck Fale and 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 Hiroki Goto? Like Mad Yoshihashi, Amatanga. What, what are they here for? Like, what? Yeah. What's the point? Like, we're doing it because we need to fill out cards because we have 19 shows we're doing and we have to fill out the card on 19 shows. That's why. It is absolutely stupid amazing how Naito's interviews are both kayfabe and shoot, like, right down the middle. And so, like, like, I think... That's 100% like a Naito character, but that's also definitely probably the guy behind the scenes that's like, this is stupid. Yeah, like, I think, like, you you can take out Makabe and Yoshihashi from Block A... Juice Robinson and Hiroki Goto from Block B, 
and you got a good tournament. You got Yano, like, like you Goto. have to have Tomatonga. I was upset with Goto too. You have to have Tomatonga. Let's talk Tomatonga's about that for story, real quick, though. Like Tomatonga's yes. story is the story of this G one. You have to have him. You have to have Battle of Fale. Uh, you have Hangman Page in there because like he's it's his first one. Like they're obviously very high on him. He's got a bright future. Goto is his like, wins were surprising. Yeah, like Goto is fine because like he had that match with Ishii. Like that's that's what Goto's right. there for. Goto was there to just yeah. slap meat together with Ishii. But 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 let's talk about that real quick. Goto had virtually the same like he what had eight went eight points? He had six points. Yeah, so his story was about the same as Juice. So I Again, think but do you want to be in the same breath as Hiroki Goto in twenty eighteen? Is I like that something you I still do? like Goto a lot. Goto's like he's fine. Kind of, Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's, he's also got a the neverweight title holder. Like that. That's my main point. Is that he's also a title holder. Okay. Um, but like the never but, titles. That's like saying, like that's like <laughs> saying you're the cruiserweight champion in WWE. Like I cool. I guess oof. I won't see you on any major shows though. Like, d- do you think he's wrestling at Dominion? No. Like, the Never titles are consolation prizes. Because they were originally supposed to be for up-and-coming young wrestlers, and they immediately threw that out the window because, like, Suzuki won it. And so they were just like, whatever. It's just, like, the low-card title. It's the low-card singles heavyweight title. Or the open-weight title, because it can be light heavyweight or heavyweight. It is the yeah. curtain... It's, it's the fourth match on the card when the crowd's starting to lull. That's what the Never title is. And it's like, and it's fine. Like it, it, it brings people up. It gives people something to do. That's cool. But it's not the U.S. title, which is like this title that they are holding. Like it went on second. The U.S. title went on second to last at Wrestle Kingdom this year. Like that's a big title. Like it's a big deal. Uh, big deal. And then your winner wins three matches in the G1, four matches in the G1. Like it's. You know, like again, like I feel like it's not Robinson's fault. They painted him into a corner. They painted themselves into a corner because they wanted him to have the title, which was the right decision. He should have won the title, but he also should not have been in the G1 because I don't think he gained that much from it. You know, uh, and like Cody has leapfrogged everybody because he Robinson should be in a gauntlet match defending that title against everybody that beat him in yeah in the g1 but i guess it's titles gaijin only at the moment so cody gets that's it. that's what definitely what it feels like just call it the gaijin weight title but yeah like it's fine like it's it's i don't think it like ruins the title or anything like that but like i just don't think it's the right booking for this title that you're still trying to build up the title's only a year old you know it takes a long time for a title to get that yeah. weight to it and you did a really good job so far but I feel like you do take a bit of a step back. It's not saying that they've ruined it and they can't fix it and all that. You know, Juice puts on a great match with Cody and retains. Okay, we're fine. We're back We're back to where we were yeah. pre-G1. But you shouldn't have to do that reset. You should just not have him in the tournament. I don't, I don't know how the Japan feel, the, the Japanese feel about it, but I wonder if, like, both the audience and the company... F- feel like the g1 is kind of like a time capsule sometimes i don't it's know it's possible and and it's definitely um, like uh it's definitely how they kind of judge where they're going like you put yes. a guy like page and juice into the g1 and you see how they hang you see what they can do but we've already done that with juice last year 
and we saw, I don't think he super needed it this year. Like, I would either... I, mean, I guess. Like, think about this. Think if Jay White kept the title through the G1, how good would that title look right now? Yeah, it'd be an interesting performance. Let's Yeah, well, let's jump to that, to Jay White, because Jay White started hot. Like, his story was really yep. good. And, it, and th- this was very much how can you hang, because they had Jay White eat at the end of like two 30 minute matches back to back with Okada and Tanahashi. And he, he beat, beat both Okada and Tanahashi back to back in 30 minute matches. He's, you know, I'm the future. Everybody fuck off. I'm the best. Who's the first guy he lost to Suzuki, right? Yes. And I, I love that, that, that see, that's a, maybe that's why you need 20 guys. Cause that's such an interesting dynamic. How you beat the two top aces in grueling, nonsensical things, cheating, whatever, 30-minute matches, and then you're 4-0, and you get to the oldest of the old guard, the scariest dude. No matter how many times he loses, he doesn't lose anything from it because he's Suzuki. So it's like yep. it's like a ritualistic thing. Suzuki loses too much. He just, like, sacrifices a bunch of... Um, Young, young lions, lions. across yeah. the yeah and then he's fine and the suzuki match was i don't give a fuck who you beat i don't give a fuck who i've lost to you're not about to beat me by throwing a chair in my face you little shit i yep. did that that's this is my game suzuki you're not gonna versus, fucking beat me at my game suzuki versus jay white was sit down boy <laughs> and listen yeah <laughs> this is this is what you need to learn. You didn't learn shit cheating the the two top goody goodies. Fuck those guys. Yep. You're gonna learn from me, and I'm gonna kick your ass. Yep. You lost. Goodbye. It, also, it like, was perfect. It was great. It was it was so good. Like it was the perfect way for Jay White to start the tournament. Um, yeah. But also, and, like um, Jay White ended up with 12 points, which is the same yes. number of points that Abushi Omega Saber and Naito got. That shows how high yeah, they like, are on Jay White. Yeah, it, he he still the the matches he lost were definitely the most important as far as like I don't know it was the perfect tone setter yep. for him because it's like oh he can beat the top guys because he has the ambition but he can't beat the guys that he's technically emulating he's not Suzuki yet he's yep. not um, evil or he's not there yeah he he's not. Th- He's not the top bad guy, but he's a bad guy that is a threat to yep. enough to the top good guys. That's a really great upstart story. Also, he's the ultimate upstart for this. It's it, great. It shows his young arrogance because like, he yes. put so much into beating Tanahashi and Okada, he forgot about evil. He forgot about Suzuki. Like He thought, I, feel well, like... I don't have to prepare for the in kayfabe. I don't have to prepare for those matches because fucking, why would I? Because it's Suzuki. He just had his 30th right. anniversary wrestling. He's going to turn to dust. I'm going to murder him. And then yeah. he gets beat he, in 10 he, minutes. He, lo- he lost to a one-legged Tanahashi in a mule kicking contest. I don't need to worry about him. Yeah. Um, and so, also, yeah, that's what it, like, that's what it is. very it's, much it, intended. I've No good? Pun, pun, pun very much intended. How How is it not like evil's thing where it just says, don't you forget about evil? <laughs> <laughs> Like that should be his. That should be his thing. That is his moniker. Don't you forget about evil. You forget about evil and you get fucked. Yeah. That's great. But yeah, like White came out of this tournament 
with the biggest shine on him. Yes. And I'd like to go back to the U.S. title. If he had kept the U.S. title through this tournament and then uh, Robinson took it off of him at the Long Beach show, how good would that be? Right. But uh, so, yeah, we got white, like, but it ended up coming down to to kind of fast forward through opening match of B block. Omega beats Naito, shocking everybody. A lot of people were expecting Naito to beat Omega here in the yeah. first match, which would give uh, Naito a title match before Wrestle Kingdom. Okada to win the whole thing. Naito to take the title off of Omega in the fall. And then Okada versus Naito at Wrestle Kingdom. And on night one of B Block, Goto, who is the, or not Goto, Gato, who is the booker for New Japan, was like, nope, nope, nope. That's not, not what we're, we're doing. doing. This. Not what we're doing. Yep. And so Ibushi beat, and so it came down to in B Block, a four way tie between Kota Ibushi, Kenny Omega, Zack Sabre Jr., and Tetsuya Naito. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr., we haven't talked about him much. He is this British wrestler who is just, just a, just a noodly boy, just nothing but arms and legs. And, and he's, he's in. Pretzel, 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 octopus, yeah. pretzel, spider, he's octopus, He's such a pretzel. good wrestler, and he's a great technical, like, submission specialist. Submission and king. The final match, out. the final match of the final night was Ibushi versus Omega. Ibushi beat him because Omega can't beat Ibushi. Like, that's the story. That is the story, yeah. And so uh, Ibushi was going to the finals because he held tiebreakers over everybody. And then it came down to Tanahashi and Okada. Winner of that match goes to the finals. Or, if it's a draw, Tanahashi goes to the finals. And it came to a 30-minute time limit draw. Because Tanahashi can still push Okada to his limits. Remember earlier this year, we thought Tanahashi was transitioning into the John Cena role of, like, not being the yeah. top guy anymore and putting guys over? Yeah. Well, I blinked, and he was at 12 points. And I was like, yeah, holy he, shit. He ended up at 15 points, which is the yeah. most points ever by somebody in the G1 since they went to 10 wrestlers in each group. Which I dates noticed back that, and to, I was like, holy shit. Which dates back to 2013? Yeah, and he's only one of two guys to win it three times? Yep. Yep, it's, and it's so, so we, we went to uh, Tanahashi versus Naito, or versus Ibushi in the finals. Tanahashi beat him in 39 minutes to take the winner to win the G1 and solidify his place in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom. I think okay. it's going to be very good. I'm very curious as to what's going to happen between now and then. I think it's going to be a great yeah. story, but at the time I was fucking so annoyed that I Tanah was too. I Tanahashi was like, wins why? Law. Yeah, because just, here's it just here's, felt right for Ibushi. It here's really the other did. thing. Here's the other thing. Gaijin don't win Wrestle Kingdom. Gaijin don't stand tall with the inner Wrestle Kingdom. It's always Tanahashi, uh, Okada, so, um, Nakamura. Here's the, here's the silly, scary question then. Is Omega just a transition champion so we don't get Okada versus Tanahashi again? I don't think so because I was worried coming into this G1 because Omega ends the most dominant championship reign in the history of New Japan. And when you Correct. end a championship reign that that is that dominant, you better have a hellacious championship reign yourself. And I was worried about right. that until Omega started the G1 by winning like his first five matches. Like he went <laughs> on a he tore through everybody, and it was like, oh okay, all yep. right, they're 
they're getting like they okay they know what they're doing like they are building yeah. him up in the way that they need by to match, build him up by match five me and you were convinced he may win undefeated because yeah and, and we and you know like you said gaijin don't win certain things but he, he just doesn't feel like a gaijin anymore and i feel like they've recognized that i'm still not gonna put omega out though for I think, for wrestle kingdom he could be the first one i i, think I still believe that's a possibility kingdom. I think Tanahashi wins could, at Wrestle Kingdom. But I think it would be I think it would be more because it's Tanahashi and less because Kenny's a Gaijin. I think it's a little column A, a little column B. Although, why like why? Like I, I honestly no, I think it's more of column B. Because it's Tanahashi doesn't work anymore. It's twenty eighteen. Mm. He's held the title a billion times. He's not helping that yeah, title. Yeah, but he by just got it. the most points in G one and he's a three time winner. Yeah, that's like, bonkers. It could have been yeah. anyone else. It could have been anyone been, else. It could have been anyone else, but it's not because Tanahashi wins, Gaul. Like I know because it's, it's Tanahashi. That was that's kind of my point. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Um, it's yeah. just so. Like, I think it's going to be great, and like, I'm really excited to see where we go from here. Should have been. But it just Ibushi. feels like it should have been a bushi. It should have been a bushi. But let's talk about the unstoppable Kenny Omega run into a brick wall so hard it breaks his face. Fucking. Let's give Ishii some time for a minute. God, Tomohiro this, Ishii, the stone pit bull. Fucking just just the perfectly, I won't say perfectly booked, but a much more consistently booked Japanese uh, Mark Henry. That's what he is. Yeah. He's a big, scary, break you, break you in pieces kind of guy. And he's not even like, he's not the same kind of Suzuki scary. Suzuki will murder you because he's bored or he, yeah. you know, dropped his iPhone. So he's going to break your neck psychopath. on his way down to pick it up. Yeah. Ishii is like, yeah, let's fight. Bam, yeah. bam, bam. Just and hit, Ishii, he's the headbutt God. Um, yep. Ishii never. Because <laughs> isn't that what broke his jaw? Basically, a split open that mouth was a fucking headbutt. That fucking skull, man. Ishii, Ishii don't hurt him. <laughs> <laughs> Ishii and Ishii is the guy who can win any match and as such has never held much gold. Like he's not a title winner. Right. He's held You want to talk the, about the Neverweight title? That's like he's held it one. Four times. He's won it like four times and He's won it, it four times because it's the yep. consolation prize cuz it's like, "Hey, you're really good. You you're not going to get a major title run. Here's the Openweight title. Here's the Never that, Openweight title." That, that title match with him and Omega is going to be interesting. That's the um, thing. He beat Omega. He was the first person to beat Omega in a classic match. And yep. and uh, and so, which means anybody that beat Omega in the tournament, which was Ibushi, Toro Yano, and Yano-san! And Ishii, Yano-san! they get to challenge for the title between now and Wrestle Kingdom. And so, we're going to get another Ishii-Omega match. It's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. Uh, transition who's the only man to defeat who's the only man to defeat Kenny Omega and Ibushi in the tournament yeah no say his name yeah Yeah. say his name yeah Ibushi lost a few weird match or who oh Yano that's right I'm sorry I forgot Yano Yano Toro fucking Yano my man Toro Yano Yano he's the best man he is a comedy wrestler uh, he's very funny. He cheats to win. He has very short matches usually, uh, but he's just he's just really fun to watch. He's really great. He he's he over has a, as fuck. He's in really the weirdest over, way. and he it's because 
he has an understanding of his character that a lot of wrestlers don't. Like, he completely yeah. gets it. He knows what works. Yep. He knows what about him works. And as such, he's great. Like, and Toriano only really matters during the G1. And God bless him. Like, he, sh- he wrestles mid-card matches. He wrestles, like, he doesn't have singles matches most of the time. He'll wrestle a six-man tag on the lower card. And he'll show up for the G1 and get paid to wrestle four-minute matches that are really entertaining and put other people over. And he'll get spoiler. He's the spoiler. He'll beat people he's not supposed to. He has beaten Tanahashi on multiple occasions. Yep. There was a storyline two, three years ago where it was that Tanahashi couldn't even beat Yano. Yep. It, and so I love Yano so much. <laughs> yeah, and so one of the other big stories of this tournament is the Bullet Club. So the Bullet Club has been going through some weird transitions lately. Kenny Omega is the leader of the Bullet Club with Chase Owens, Adam Page, the Young Bucks who are a tag team, uh, uh, Nick Jackson, and fuck, what's Matt what's Jackson. Matt Jackson? Matt, uh, Matt. Cody, Cody Rhodes. Uh, Tama Tonga and his brother Tonga Loa. And Bad and, Luck Fale. And Bad Luck Fale. And so... The Tongans. For a long time now, for about a year and a half now, there's been Cody versus Kenny. Cody wants the Bullet Club. Cody thinks Kenny's going soft. Cody thinks Kenny isn't good enough. Cody wants the Bullet Club. And they've wrestled a few times, and they wrestled in San Francisco. Uh, Kenny's first title defense after winning the IWGP title was against Cody. Uh... Kenny retains. He helps Cody up, like with a show of respect. Uh, the rest of the Bullet Club comes out. They go up to the ramp, and the whole time they were on the ramp, I was like, "Something doesn't feel right." Like they're they're lingering <laughs> on this too long. Something's about yeah. to happen. And then Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa and their father Haku beat down the Bullet Club. They destroy the Bullet Club. They beat down up. Kenny and Adam Page and the Young Bucks and Chase Owens. They beat the hell out of them. And then Cody comes out. Cody gets in the ring. They hand Cody a chair to, like, take out Kenny. And Cody attacks the Tongans. And so going into this G1, the overarching story of this G1 are the Tongans. Because you have Bad Luck Fale in Group A and Tama Tonga in Group B. And they ran roughshod on this tournament. They... Yeah, Inter- like they interfered in matches. They lost a lot of matches by DQ because they didn't care about winning. They Which cared about doesn't happen people. in the G one. That doesn't happen. That doesn't in the happen. G1. Like uh, Kevin Kelly made sure to, that there had only been like two matches prior to this to ever end in DQ in the yeah. G one. Yeah, and there were like five, six yeah. in this one. And so they lost by DQ. Like uh, Tomatonga lost to Omega by DQ, but they they hurt Omega. Yeah. Like. They ran rough shot on the tournament. They didn't care. They didn't care about winning. They cared about hurting people and sending a message. Tomatonga even got in a Twitter war with Roman Reigns and have one <laughs> of the best entrances. He was coming out and he does this like like weird like dancing, like like you know, like kind yeah. of vibing to his music on his way out. And he looked in the camera, he flipped off the camera, and then he mocked the Roman Reigns arm cock. It was so good. Yeah. Um uh, and so, Toriano and Kenny Omega were having their match in the G1s. Always great. Omega plays... Omega works so well with Yano because Omega gets it. Because, uh, like, Omega's this really serious wrestler, but he's before, a goofy fucking dude. Yeah. Before that, um, it was Tom and Tonga versus Ibushi, and Ibushi won by DQ because the Tongans fucked him up. Yep. Kenny came out, and they fucked up Kenny. So, Yano is just kind of That's waddling right. down the ring, and he's just like... 
oh wait shit i could win and he almost pins him so yano almost beat kenny in like 10 seconds which was the crowd was hot for that that no matter what the outcome of that pin would have been the crowd would have reacted the same i think yep um that's just how Yano is. Yep. And so then they have this amazing comedy match where Yano's like, ah, oh, I got to cheat to win because it's Kenny Omega. And they do just this silly stuff. And Kenny's got the best reaction faces. He's got the best reaction faces for Yano's bullshit. Yep. Um, Kenny's a really good, like, not straight man, straight man for comedy bits. He is with Xavier Woods when they do their stuff. Um, it's so great. Um and then Yano took all the um, padding and put it down, and he suplexed Kenny on the padding, and Kenny's like, that felt really good. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> that was so great. And then the Tongans come in without the ref scene and fuck him up, and Yano wins through shenanigans, but it's Yano, so a Yano win through shenanigans is a Yano win, yep. even if you know it didn't matter. But now Yano has a shot at the title, and I want that match so bad. Yep. Uh, and so yeah, like God. it's it's great. I'm I'm super curious to see what they do with the Tongans because they have quote unquote suspended them. And Tama Tonga had a let me see for like a month or something. Uh, yeah, something like that. Let's see, Tama Tonga, bad boy. Tama they just Tonga. won the trios title off of the Young Bucks just to like make a kind of statement. Really? Oh, did you uh, not see that in um night twenty? I did not know. I, I listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, um, listen. It's fine. It's fine. I skip I past you. the tag matches in the G one. There's a lot well, of G one. I skip past the tag matches. Well, I watched the whole of the last night because I figured that'd be a little more important. Yeah. It kind of was. Um, so the Tongans challenged um, Nick and Matt, and I think it's Hangman Page or no, no, no. It's the other guy um, that we had seen in the Bullet Club. Hold it. No, no, no. The the Asian one. Oh, the other um, Gaijin, the, the not Gaijin in the Bullet Club? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, what is that And they name? fought, and they, and uh, the Tongans cheat, of course, to take the titles off of them, and then they threw the belts away. They're like, we don't care about winning the belts as long as, as long as you guys don't have them anymore. Taiji Ishimori. Yes. So, uh, um, yeah, okay. Yeah. It, and let me see if I can find the tweet. It's a very good tweet. Um... He also he tweeted I win hashtag fuck hashtag G one twenty eighteen. Uh basically. he might have deleted or something like that. He said, um he basically they were like, Oh, we're gonna suspend you and he replied to it and said like, Cool. Vacation. Yeah. That's they're they're gonna be interesting. I almost So I don't know how many tile defenses Kenny needs to have for this, but I am curious. They might interfere in the Ishii and Yano matches to where Kenny's like, all right, Tama, I'll give you a shot. Um, one-on-one kind of crap. And then he beats yeah. Tama. Um, here's the thing, a wild thing we didn't really, um, touch on. That might be interesting. Maybe not, but yeah, you know, Ibushi won. He gets a title shot. He could take the title off of him right at, right before. And we could, could have a G1 rematch between Ibushi and Tanahashi at the end of, Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, that's absolutely a possibility. And then Omega could start this redemption thing of trying to beat Ibushi, which may turn the most heartbreaking, like, heel turn thing. It could be like, you know, Champ and Gargano. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, when. Because that's the story going forward is Omega and Ibushi. Like, yes. we don't. Like, what are they doing with Ibushi? So we got coming forward, we have uh, Destruction. 
which is Destruction in Hiroshima, which seems like you could get a better name. Um, Destruction yeah. in Beppu and Destruction in Kobe. And then you have fi- that's those are in late September. And then Fighting Spirit Unleashed is the show. It's September 30th. That's a show in Long Beach where gotcha. you're going to have uh, Juice Robinson versus Cody uh, for the IWG, not the not the six man uh, tournament for the IWGP heavyweight tag team championships, the Young Bucks versus the Tongans. Oh, they'll and probably lose those too. They are doing a tournament for the IWGP Junior Weight Heavyweight Junior Heavyweight Championship because the semifinal, one of the semifinals, will be at Fighting Spirit Unleashed, and that will be Will Osprey Osprey versus Marty Skrull. Oh, cool! And then in October, you have King of Pro Wrestling, which will have the finals of the Junior Heavyweight Tournament. Then gotcha. you have Power Struggle in. Which I think Power, uh, that's the Power Super... Struggle is where AJ won his first title? I think so, like he debuted and won it like out of nowhere. Something like that, yeah. And then, alright, listen, we're talking a lot about New Japan. New Japan's very good. <laughs> There's a lot of great stuff to watch in New Japan. Starting in November is going to be the World Tag League. Don't watch the World Tag League. It's, because it's a lot of tagging. If you check out our other show, Pastamania... There is such a thing as too much tag team wrestling. Tag tournaments are not supposed to be in one night. They're exhausting. Or, like, 20 nights over the course of a month. Oof. I don't get... Especially, yeah, you want to talk about why are all these guys here? Like, 15 of those teams are made up? <laughs> yep. They're like, just thrown together? Like, yeah, they're just random dudes put together. They're yep. all, you know... It's ridiculous. Yeah. Shout out to Tom Tong on Twitter. Somebody uh, put or replied to a video of his said, I love this promo. Can't wait to meet the squad at StarCast. Will you guys have merch available? To which Thomas said, bring all your fucking money. <laughs> That's way funnier than should be. Bring all your fucking money. Tomatong is so good. So yeah, like He's New Japan really is, is, is super interesting. There's a billion directions it could go in over the next few months. Like uh, and also we haven't mentioned it. This is the most unpredictable time for them, yeah, for sure. Tanahashi has to, so Tanahashi has to defend his contract against everyone that Which beat is it. Very interesting, yeah. It it would be if that ever mattered, but I don't think anyone right. has ever lost their contract after winning a G one. So you have to like, right. so, which means he's gonna have to defend against. Uh, Jay White and Okada, and is that it? Are they the only people that he didn't? Yeah. Beat? Yeah, because yep, he because so, Tanahashi well, wins well, uh, so yeah, he has yeah. to he has to defend against Tana, uh, Jay White and Okada, and he doesn't have. I really to, wish he would have lost to Suzuki, but like, he doesn't have to win against. Uh, he doesn't have to defend against Okada, I think, because it was a draw. But you know, he's draw, yeah. he's in super babyface hustle loyalty and respect. He's like, no, I will defend it against Okada. So you know, we'll see. No, it's honor, honor, and more honor. God, listen. I've listen. I've been playing the new WoW expansion, a lot of which is the talk of yeah. honor. And I've also been watching Star Trek: <laughs> Deep Space Nine. I'm in the fourth season, where a bunch of Klingons show up and they talk oh, about a lot of honor. I'm yeah, done, dude. With the I've been watching Next Gen. I've been watching Next Gen. It's ridiculous. Um. <laughs> yeah, 
But uh, so, so one one last plug for uh, Japanese based wrestling, and I guess we should probably move on. Um, speaking of Tanahashi, he is in a movie that they um, showed a couple commercials for a couple times on um, New Japan World right before oh, yeah. the um, stream of tournament, and it's my dad is a heel wrestler. <laughs> And Tanahashi is playing a heel wrestler named the Cockroach, and his son doesn't know that he's a heel wrestler. And other kids, like you know, who watch wrestling at his school, talk shit about the Cockroach because he's a heel. And so when the kid defends the Cockroach because he knows it's his dad now, without telling people that it's his dad, they're like, "Oh, you like heel wrestlers? You're a shit kid. We're gonna bully you." And it just and he's never like I think it's like the cockroach has never had like a major like push until now. So he now has to decide between being a good dad and being like a super prolific heel wrestler or something. Um, this is all pure speculation because there's no subtitles and my Japanese is garbage. <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> just Tanahashi being the goofiest heel that I guess we're supposed to take seriously, but it's Tanahashi literally in a cockroach max. Like he's God. the dick. Yeah. And, and it's called my dad, the heel wrestler. So that exists. That's a thing. Figure out how to watch it. <laughs> that's incredible. So yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Just that's the G one. We could, we could spend fucking another two hours, <laughs> a billion hours talking about the G one. Uh, right. It's, fascinating it's all like i was I, I was so excited for the start of the g1 and like, i was excited the whole way through but it's just like like explaining it to people all that who, yeah like explaining it to people who who don't know much about wrestling it's like just whatever your yeah. favorite thing is imagine when like, i was talking to my friend fax who's like a big anime guy and he's just like imagine right your favorite anime and every day almost every day for like a month and a half you wake up and there's a new episode and it's the best episode that they've ever made and it's like that for a month it's let me, so good let me say it like this um i don't know if you do you, do you remember the anime yu haka show did you ever watch that i didn't watch it but i remember it well i mean it's just it's just two words especially for anime fans you can understand it's the tournament arc Tournament arc, tournament arc, tournament arc. There's there's yeah. a video on YouTube oh, yeah. of this that has like two million views of this uh you, anime YouTuber named Guy who where he just talks about his favorite anime storyline is the tournament arc and he's got like thirty examples. Yeah. And who so was, yeah, uh, it's it's just that. It's the tournament that, arc. Who is that uh channel again? You cut out for a second. Uh Gigguk is his name. Okay. He's just, like just making he's sure like a British Vietnamese guy and he's hilariously ridiculous. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. So, from there, we move over to the WWE. Um, Depending on who you ask, that's that's either a sidestep or a marked step down. But it's only like a half step down because we're going to NXT. NXT, NXT. Brooklyn 4. NXT's WrestleMania. It is, Brooklyn in, in 2015 was the first big show that they ever did. It was it was the moment that that proved NXT is is here because they and announced... incidentally the first match had Jushin Thunder Liger from it New did. Japan on it. Um, because like that was the show where it was like, can NXT sell out a fifteen thousand seat arena? And the answer to that was a resounding yes. So we in got... the immortal words of Daniel Bryanson. Yes, <laughs> yes. 
Yes. I totally butchered his name on purpose, I promise. <laughs> uh, sure, whatever you say. Uh, so let's uh, just kind of go down the card. We started with the Undisputed Era, Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong. Uh, defeating uh, Mustache Mountain, who are Trent Seven and Tyler Bate, two British wrestlers. So Trent yep. Seven, and, uh, so this goes back to this goes back to April. So yeah, in it does. at at wow. at NXT Takeover New York, New Orleans, a show that I saw in person, it's the best night of my life. Uh, there was a triple threat tag team match. It was the Undisputed Era, uh, which was Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole versus. Uh, the Authors of Pain, who are a big Haas tag team, versus Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne, who is another British wrestler. He's the current WWE UK champion. And NXT UK champion. Yeah, and so at the end of that match, it looked like Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne were going to win, and then Pete Dunne, or Roderick Strong turns on Pete Dunne Gets the Undisputed Era to win and joins the Undisputed Era. I guess just becoming, like, it's the weirdest thing. I don't think I've ever seen someone join a faction and therefore become a champion without winning the title. Like, he just became one of the tag team champions. Yeah, yeah, he's he um won, he won it for them, all intents and purposes. Yeah, he did. He is really great. Um, he turned on and hit. Um, I think it's called the end of heartache because he really loves kill switch engage. Of course, his he does. theme song because his theme song is just a kill switch engage song, like swear up and down to God. But end of heartache is also the name of a kill switch engage album. So there's of no course. way that this is not a of thing. Of course, <laughs> I have a conspiracy theory. And so, anyway, <laughs> so he joined the undisputed era. They had some yeah. tapings oh. in the UK. Where Mustache Mountain, Trent Seven, and Tyler Bate, who are buddies with Pete Dunne, challenged the who undisputed era. formed a faction called British Strong Style. Yes. Well, I mean, yeah, they've been British Strong Style for a while now, just like at Indies in Britain. About a year. Yeah. yeah. And so Mustache Mountain beat the Undisputed Era for the titles uh, in this yes. huge shock. And, a, and then uh, a few weeks later on NXT, there was a rematch between the Undisputed Era and Mustache Mountain and the Undisputed Era won in a classic, one of the best matches on like regular NXT TV ever. And it won oh, because yeah. uh Tyler Bate threw in the towel because like Trent Seven had a kayfabe leg injury and like they were gonna do, you know, lasting damage and so he so threw in the be- towel. Beautiful bromance. Yes, beautiful the Undisputed Era bromance. took the titles back, setting up the tag team match for the NXT tag team championship at uh NXT Takeover Brooklyn fantastic match like the undisputed era are so good that's not to take anything away from roddy or from uh mustache mountain they're also incredible but good god the undisputed era can get anybody over they are yeah because like roddy roddy was i hate to say floundering but he just he wasn't clicking right and and he's a natural born baby face without a lot of like really good mic skills He's a natural-born babyface in that babyfaces are usually kind of bland and boring. Roddy Strong is, like, great value brand vanilla ice cream. It's fine. It'll do. But there's not much to it. And (laughs) And you know what, though? (laughs) Roddy turning evil is just adding chocolate chip cookie dough to the vanilla ice cream. Yeah, like, Roderick Strong turning (laughs) evil is. is you hitting it with some, like, Hershey's chocolate syrup. And like, oh, oh my oh, god, okay. he's a madman. <laughs> okay. And so yeah, like and and but like he because he was the Ring of Honor world title holder when Ring yeah. of Honor didn't really have anybody to give the world title to. 
Like he was there. Gone to TNA. And, everybody um, had left, and WWE. he only had one reign that was only like four months long. Um, well, and so well, almost everyone has the Ring of Honor Championship once. I think there's only like three guys to have it twice. Yeah, it's kind of like the NXT title. Yeah, yeah. Like you win the Ring um, of Honor Championship, and then you get hired by somebody who'll pay you more money. Except Cody Rhodes, <laughs> basically, because Cody Rhodes like reverse that. He's yeah. a he's a he's a um pioneer. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, Roderick Strong, he'd been kind of floundering in NXT. He's just like this plucky baby face, but there's not much to him. He's okay on the mic and he's very good in ring, but he's not gonna change the world. And but joining the Undisputed Era was perfect because it fits, because like when the Undisputed Era showed up, it was kind of this idea of like it's this Ring of Honor takeover because it was Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly who were big Ring of Honor yes. staples. And like Yes. The, you know, bullshit Meltzer rumor was before they came in, it was going to be a Ring of Honor takeover. Uh, it ended yeah. up not being that, but Roderick Strong fits into that group perfectly. Like, it is, yes, absolutely. it's peanut butter and chocolate. It works great. And so and they somehow, retain... somehow yeah. Roddy being a bad guy just channels perfect 2007 2008 christian coalition aj styles yep where he's the goofy evil henchman it's like you can't do that we do that that's our thing you can't be evil we're evil yeah and it's it's so good it he'll works. give out to the ref because somebody else did something wrong as he's pulling out his brass knuckles yes it's perfect good good for roddy uh but yeah like there was a they told a great story you know they almost like roddy or um Trent Seven almost threw in the towel because they yeah. had uh, Tyler Bate in a hold, and like they almost won, but they didn't need to because like they're going over to NXT UK, which is they they they're having tapings like today and yesterday, and they unveiled yeah, which the NXT they will UK. be the like yeah tag they have champions. tag team champions. They will be over the there. inaugural tag champions there. They yeah. have to be like that. They, they, that's what this was. Is a <laughs> glorious setup, yep. but it was also. Definitely used to, even though we're getting some pretty good tag teams right now in NXT again with um, Heavy Machinery and the Mighty and, and the War Raiders. Street Profits. And well, well, that that's what I'm leading into is that oh, this yeah, was I more of a warm up to wait. Yeah. yeah. They're to wait for the War Raiders to be at the perfect amount of, oh, we know how crazy these guys are for, you know, in a very strange thing that doesn't happen because they're the fucking War Raiders. They're, I guess, faces beating the shit out of Undisputed Era. Because you know they're not yeah. going to make Undisputed Era the faces. It's kind of so like... all um, intents and purposes, they're the scary faces, which is it's, awesome. It's like... It's, it's kind of like what Bray Wyatt should be, in that they're not faces or heels. They just attack who they attack. If they attack a heel God, team, yes. they're the babyface. If they attack a babyface team, they're the heels. Like that's just yeah. what it is, they, which they is can, fine. They that's can do either thing. without flip, without it really being flip flopping. Yeah, because that's just their character. Their characters are just like like pure destruction. We agents need to of chaos. murder. You're here. We need to kill. You have titles. That's it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, great match. Fucking can't say enough about it. That's just gonna be like, boy. I hope you're really in excited to hear the words. Oh yeah, that was really good because that's gonna be the until we finish with this show. Because after this was Velveteen Dream beating EC3. Uh, EC3 had his in-ring debut nuts. at NXT Takeover New Orleans uh, in a one of the probably the best ladder match of all time. Again, best night of my life. Um, and he's with, this with cocky like, heel. What, was it five or six guys? 
It was it was EC3, Lars Sullivan, Killian Dane, Velveteen, Ricochet, Adam Cole. Six. Yes. Six. Uh, and so and... the uh, to 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 crown the inaugural NXT uh, North American Championship, which is kind of their mid card upper mid card title. And so he wrestled Velveteen Dream, who is this Patrick Clark, who was on Tough Enough in 2015. This incredible like Prince style like gimmick. He like we were talking about with um Toro Yano about how Yano understands his character in a way that most people yes. don't. That is Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream and totally he, gets it. And it only took him two years, and he's like twenty three years old, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, like he's incredibly young. Uh, yeah, he showed up like he signed uh in twenty fifteen, uh, and he he wrestled a few dark matches in like twenty sixteen. And then in May of 2017, he fully debuted Velveteen Dream and like ignoring Patrick he had Clark. To, he had to like, yeah, he had to um, hate NXT matches that you can watch on the network as the Patrick Clark experience. Yes. Then he went away for like a month and then he came back as Velveteen Dream and it's just been high skyrocketing ever since yeah. with a feud of the year with NXT feud of the year. A lot of people. That's they right. Match of the year with or, um, that was Alistair a feud, Black. Of, feud of the year, yeah, with Alistair Black. Because yeah, this Alistair whole thing Black. was, I want Going like, Al- me. Yeah, like he's like, I want Alistair. Like you're this guy, everybody loves you. Like you know, like I deserve the respect that you have. Say my name, and Alistair Black just ignores him and ignores him. And they had this ridiculous match at NXT Takeover War Games last year, so last November. This ridiculous match, like just, just a, just. Like fucking within within like, those tapings to that match, the yeah. the audience went from okay, sure, whatever, to chanting "Say his name." Yep, I that may be the quickest anyone has won over the crowd. Yep, I've ever seen with a yep. gimmick, an idea, with just who he is, and mm-hmm. he's been on. No matter how many times yeah. he's lost since then, he's always been on fire. And and so fucking and he, amazing. And, and he had like a fifteen minute match with Aleister Black. And afterwards, in, like, one of the best moments, like, the thing, like, honestly, what I think made Velveteen dream, Velveteen is done, he's out, he's dazed in the ring, and Aleister Black went back in the ring, sat down next, like, got a mic, sat down next to him, looked at him, and said, Velveteen dream. He said his name because he earned his respect. And that he said, put enjoy over- infamy. Yeah, enjoy, enjoy infamy. infamy. So good. He put over Velveteen in just the most incredible way. Five oh fucking my God. words. Like yes, just like and 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 since then, um, he's been on every takeover since because he wrestled. Yeah, he wrestled in January in Philadelphia. He wrestled Cassius Ono and beat him in yeah. New Orleans. He was in the ladder match, and in Chicago, he lost to Ricochet. And then he right. wrestled Velveteen, or he wrestled EC3 here. EC3 come over from TNA. Uh, just this, like, he, man, he's gonna he's gonna be WWE champion in the next three years. Like, he has everything. Yeah. He is incredibly charismatic. He's great on the mic. He's a good wrestler. He looks like a Greek god, and a and, bronze statue, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, and and Velveteen Dream beat him, like, because like, EC3 didn't need that win. And Velveteen could no, use one uh, after yes. some like high-profile losses. 
and like put over Evolve Team, put over EC3, both of the another 15 minute match. Both of those guys came out of that match with a shine. Like both of those guys were better off for being in that match. Fucking yes. perfect. Like the, the like NXT is this the the just this great example of how to put guys over. Like this is yes, how you get guys together over. to get everyone together together. Yes. Um after that we had hold a second. Sorry, give me just one second. It's just because we're going to the next match. It's just we need to. Adam, Adam Cole, Cole baby. Adam Cole, baby versus Ricochet for the North American Championship. Uh, Ricochet ended up who winning, shit, taking the title. Can they flip better than who? Like, well, Adam Cole's not as much of a flippy guy, but he can when he needs to. And he, he he just flings his body around really yeah. like like he's got power moves but he's very like that's why Adam Cole is such a big deal is because he literally does chunks of everything like yep. he's like Seth Rollins was he can wrestle anybody he can adapt to yep. any style and he can wrestle anybody because like so like I don't. Like EC3, EC3 wrestles a very specific style that's very good, but I don't know if yes. that can gel with everybody. Like I don't know if EC3 could have like an all-time classic singles match against Ricochet in the way that Adam Cole can. I'm sure they can put on a good match, but EC3 wrestles his style and Ricochet wrestles his style, and the story of that match would be their styles finding a way to gel. Adam Cole yeah. can just he's he can just adapt Bold. in any way, and yep. Just do like one of the most hellacious spots we've ever seen. Uh, Ricochet goes up for a moonsault off of the ropes. Adam Cole telegraphs it and super kicks Ricochet in the throat when he's halfway through the moonsault. Oh yeah, my god! Buckshot murder kick, like so yeah. fucking good. And then like, like gets him up into a neck breaker. Yeah, and then and then oh, the fastest terrifying neck breaker, like. Like, to perform a proper neck breaker, I say that should take about five to six seconds. Yep. This took two. Yep. It was just <laughs> a smooth do that. Don't take two seconds to for, like, perform a move called the neck breaker, yeah, it was like super kick, murder, boom. Like, done. It was yep. so good. Ricochet ended up... Fluid, though. ...beating Adam Cole in about 15 minutes. Just, like, what can you say? Like, oh my god. Bot monkeys! That's they're so good. They're monkeys. so good. Well, like, they're spot monkeys, but they know how to tell a story. Like, that match wasn't Absolutely. all spots. Like, because that's the problem with, yeah. like, that's the problem with the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks are spot monkeys, and there's no psychology. They don't sell anything. They don't, like, yeah, it makes tell me a story think of re- over the yeah. course of the match. They just go and go and go and go and go and go, and eventually somebody wins. But Ricochet, Ricochet and Cole, has been a storyteller for three years, starting with Prince Puma. Yeah. His big, like... His viral video with Will Ospreay, no matter yeah. how people think about it, from Randy Orton to Vader to whatever, yeah, that, that thing with yep. um or with uh, uh Osprey and Ricochet yeah. and to now. Like it's amazing to think people have been dying to get Ricochet to where he is right now for the last five years, and he's still just like twenty nine. Yeah. That's and how so long he's Cole. been doing this I, level. They're yes. both really young. Adam Cole has been Tearing up the wrestling world for what four or five years now? Like he, he was, um, I think before he he's one of the top three or four longest reigning Ring of Honor champions, and he's the youngest. Oh my god! Okay, yes. so one of my favorite things in wrestling is 
when you have little things that call back to past characters and stuff like that, for example, yeah. uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, his finisher is the stunner. Do you know why? Why? Because when he was in WCW, he was stunning Steve Austin. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. The pedigree. It's because he was a Connecticut blue blood. Triple H is Connecticut blue blood. Right. Uh, uh, Seth Rollins' uh, curb stomp was originally called blackout because he was Tyler Black. Tyler Black. Right. Do you know right. how Adam Cole made his debut in the Ring of Honor? Oh, he was in a faction with uh, with Kyle O'Reilly called the yeah. Future Shock. Oh would, my god! They were called the yeah. Future Shock. Oh That's okay. I think I knew that and didn't remotely think about it. That's, That's yes. so good. Yeah. Oh my That's god. Amazing. Oh my god. I love wrestling. So yeah, like just there's like there's not much else we can say about Adam Kroll and Ricochet. Like it was just fucking awesome. It was it was the exact match you knew those guys could deliver, and they will deliver every single time. They will deliver that match again. Neither one of them are thirty, and they've yep. both been wrestling for over ten years. Yep. It's insane. Yep, like like they can deliver that match in front of a hundred thousand people at WrestleMania, or in front of fifty people in an armory, and it'll like yep. they're so good. And so from then we go to the NXT Women's Championship, which was champion Shayna Baszler. She's held it since New Orleans, where she beat. Uh, uh, Ember Moon by uh, TKO and against yeah. Kyrie Sane, who is the winner of the inaugural May Young Classic. And man, like, I I called it. I've been saying for months Shayna Baszler is going to take the title off of Ember. Kyrie's going to take the title off of Shayna in Brooklyn. And Kyrie beat Shayna. They, now, they made Shayna look like a million bucks. It was the most perfect result. It really was. Yeah. It they was. Made, like, they made Shayna look like a million bucks. You specifically. Yeah. Because um, yeah. Shayna ate two of Kyrie's uh, elbow finishers, the best elbow in the history of wrestling. Sorry, Macho. Because she's a, because she's a tiny little firecracker yeah. cannonball. And but that didn't put Shayna away. She pressed her advantage. She caught Shayna in a moment of arrogance and rolled her up for the win. The perfect yeah. way to end that match. The perfect way to end that title reign. I'm super excited to where Kyrie goes from here. You specifically could say that they learned a lot from not um, putting ending Asuka's match when they should have reign. Yeah. Not ending her reign when they should have. And so they have been perfectly booking yep. the the women, women's title since Asuka left. Yeah, like since there has not been a single yep. beat missed. Yeah, because they should have, like, you know, like it's fucking, that's a whole different thing about Asuka. Oscar going right, out but I think they definitely learned the their title. lesson. They they did. They had they had to rebuild the women's division because when you have a champion like that who goes on a like a, a, an undefeated streak that long and is that dominant and just hands over the title, you're knocking your entire women's division down by a peg. Because the and story every women's title match since has been has, brutal as fuck. has been brutal has been great. Uh, Ember had a really good run. Uh, also, can we talk uh, Ember for a second? She is the biggest dork in the world. Like, I know you, like, because she... Oh, yeah. On, on Up, Up, Down, Down, uh, Xavier Woods Gaming Channel, they just finished up a D&D campaign. You know Ember Moon, the character, is Shayna's, like, D&D OC. Like, that she's been you playing mean Ember's for D&D OC. Yeah, I'm you sorry, yeah, Ember. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Ember yeah, Moon, yeah, yeah. the character of Ember Moon, is a character that she made for D&D years ago and has been playing ever since. And so when she is 
in the ring when she is Ember Moon. She is just role playing her D and D character, and that she also and she also has a binder with five hundred pages of Chronicles of Riddick fan fiction that she wrote. Oh my god! I didn't think I could love her more. I have a weird yep. desire for Chronicles of Riddick to be better than it is. Right. Uh, so yeah, like uh, Ember's great, but yeah, Shayna. They put out. I, I don't know where you go with Shayna. I feel like you. She's just also twenty nine. Yeah, I just feel like you keep Shayna off of TV for a while and call her for up minute, eventually. Because yeah. um, I, I don't think you call her up now, but you call her up eventually. Uh, Kyrie's great. Uh, at the, the this isn't any spoilers, but like people are like, oh, Kyrie, she's got this weird sailor gimmick. Can she work? She in her new entrance at the recent NXT tapings, there is she walks out without the title. There is a a like platform with a treasure chest and she opens the treasure chest and the titles in it my which to me God. 100% justifies her winning that match more than anything else that's stupidly awesome it's so oh good. my god that's and Kyrie feels like, feels like Kyrie has been playing us this whole time. She's like, I know what I'm doing. Yep. I'm not crazy. Also, also to go back when Cody went after Juice Robinson, he said, "You're nothing. You haven't done anything here. All you are is a bad imitation of Kyrie Sane." Because <laughs> Juice comes out in like a weird that. captain's hat and stuff like that. Super oh, flamboyant so pirate thing. Yeah. It's so good. Right. So yeah, the, the women's match was really good, but there's a, listen, the the feud of the century. Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano. This was supposed to be a triple threat. It was supposed to feature Aleister Black, but in an NXT show in Las Vegas, Aleister Black done got him a little bit of testicular torsion. And so he... It's probably the way he, like, flips off the ropes and lands sitting down. He fucking did. I just, I just imagine him doing that, sitting down and, and just, just twisting the wrong way. Yeah, and just, just like, like <gasps> not moving, like sitting in his little like cross-legged thing and just screaming. Yeah. And I so, just imagine that super cartoony thing where it's like straight out of Ren and Stimpy, one hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh god. So this went from a triple threat match to a last man standing match. Uh, Champa versus Gargano. Champa retained against Gargano in the best way possible because Gargano, leading up to this match, has been consumed with his hate for Tommaso Champa. Like he Bill wants to hurt him, and it's Bill cost him. Bean. Like he's he's like his like Gargano's wife Candice LeRae ended up like taking a bump from Gar- or from Champa. Like it has cost him. Which, why, going into this match, I knew, like, Gargano can't win this match, because he can't be rewarded for, it all. <laughs> for going too far. I am Pyro. And so, the I match ended you with... Uh, I had, will make you hurt. He had Champa handcuffed <laughs> to the stage, like, to the, to the lights and, like, the, the LED screens. He's beating yep. up Champa. He's just destroying him. And... Like Champa can't doing every get up. spot they imagine can imagine yeah. every yeah. recall from the last three every matches, call back, everything. and so he <sighs> goes, he pulls down the knee pad, which is a big running theme in this feud, which is what Champa did to like start all of this. Really, yep. Uh, goes to hit Champa. Champa ducks. Johnny bumps over, like takes just a hell of a bump onto a bunch of like production Rips boxes and stuff like cap, that. Basically, yeah. 
ends up on the ground. The ref's counting. You know, it's a last minute standing match, and and Champa is handcuffed on the stage near the edge. And like when the ref gets to nine, Champa like manages to slip slides off. off. He slides and now he's off, standing because so his feet hit the ground, so he's technically standing, and he wins. Because Champa remembers seventh grade science. It's the perfect ending. Uh, a lot of people <coughs> were thinking. A lot of people were thinking. Champa like or Gargano actually like fucked up his knee. Um yeah, because I thought he did. Oh my god. So afterwards There's a weird cause cause afterwards there is like a weird lump like yep. where his kneecap's supposed to be. He has yeah. like two kneecaps. That's what and it looked like. He uh afterwards like Triple H uh passed uh, after these big takeovers does like interviews on Facebook and he said yeah. Something along the lines of, yeah, yeah, like Johnny, uh, you know, he got hurt out there. He messed up his knee, so uh, you know, we we couldn't go with the way things planned, so we had had to adjust the end on the fly, like out of kayfabe, just like yeah, we so we kind of had to adjust like uh, the end on the fly, imp- implying that Champa like or Gargano was like, oh boy, here we go, like this started with a knee injury, this ends with a knee injury. What what do we do with Gargano now? What's gonna happen? But then Gargano, uh, he wrestled on the NXT tapings, so it was fine. Uh, uh, so Triple H it was, is a master liar. Triple H is just working you, everybody. How, I wonder, like, how much his daughters trust him. <laughs> Eddie, I've I mean, seen you. You're a liar. I told listen, you we would go. I promise. How listen, many promos does he pull on his children? My favorite Triple H story. Right, isn't, here we go. Isn't anything about <laughs> wrestling. Somebody was right. working at a Starbucks. And this car pulls up, and like he hands out, he's like, "You're Triple H." He's like, "Oh yeah, hey, nice to meet you." And there's like a big box from like, or a bunch of bags from like Michael's, like a craft store, next yeah. to him. And he was just like, "What you what, what you got going on?" And he like Triple H motions to the back where his girls are sitting there in like car seats because they're still fairly young. And he said, yep, "Yeah, it's it's, it's 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 uh it's it's Dad Day, so we're scrapbooking." And the guy goes, really? He said, anything for my girls. And like, yep. oh my god. <laughs> oh, Papa Triple H. He's so good. Oh god, so this is a weird connection. Um, the the all-female pay-per-view is called Evolution. <laughs> god damn it, Triple H. <laughs> How unsurprised would you be if when you had said that, I had just started playing the Evolution song on my soundboard? Because I... Do you have... If I you haven't, do it. I don't. <laughs> oh, man. But would you be shocked if I did? No. Uh-huh. I'd be like, you son of a bitch, you do. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, like that match had the, the, the perfect ending. It was the only way it could have ended. Uh, no spoilers, but on the tapings, um, uh, Velveteen Dream and Johnny Gargano wrestled, um, which is cool. Uh, Dream comes out in the Johnny wrestling shirt, but over where it said wrestling, he just wrote failure. <laughs> oh god oh yep so Johnny good failure so good uh so yeah like nxt takeover one of the best shows of the year like all nxt takeovers like not as good as new orleans better than chicago like like not like i think it was better than philadelphia better than chicago i don't know if they'll ever top new orleans and that isn't just me i like, get it like from being there, like I still think that is <laughs> like a ludicrous fucking like that. I give it, I give it four. You're the devil, Champa's out of five. 
So oh, it's the story we always get to. That guy's champion. It's so amazing. It's, Jesus fuck. I love it's the it's the story we always get to this time of year or this you know before the big shows. Of wow, NXT Taker was incredible. There's no way they're gonna top that the next night on the <laughs> show. Yeah. So we're going to SummerSlam. Uh, on the pre-show, we're not going to dwell on these very long. Andrade Cien Almas and Zelina Vega defeated Lana and Rusev in a mixed tag. Uh, it was a good match. I, I like. I, I'm I'm curious as to what they're doing with Almas. Uh, Cedric Alexander retained the Cruiserweight Championship against Drew Gulak. I feel like it, I feel like Gulak should have won. Like Alexander's really good, but I think it's time. Like the best time with 205 Live in the Cruiserweight division was during that tournament. Like. It's good yeah. that you're letting Alex Cedric be this dominant champion, but I think it's time for a little bit of new blood. Uh, and then the B team, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel, defeated the Revival to retain their Raw Tag Team Championships. Uh, it's fine. Wacky, wacky, woo, to do. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious where they Apparently go their theme is over as fuck, and I'm just like, it is. Oh, okay, fine. And so the opening match on SummerSlam was Seth Rollins... And Dean Ambrose defeating Dolph Ziggler with Drew McIntyre uh, for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Great to see Ambrose back. That's wearing the Infinity Boot. The infi- dressed like Thanos, wearing the Infinity Boot. So good. Uh, great match. Great match. Ambrose just out of prison. Good. Good yeah. stuff. Uh, yeah, like at 22 minutes. It was everything you know those guys could do. Um, I feel like it's the match we should have gotten because that because uh, the, the Iron Man match they had at Extreme Rules was fine, but not, like, it wasn't what it could have been. And this yeah. is the one you wanted. And, like, Seth wins clean. Yes. Uh, both those guys are great workers. Seth is probably the second best pure worker they have right now behind AJ Styles. Uh, I'm, the I'm, IC title should always open it, the, as uh, long yes. as you got the guys to make a hot a yep. hot match. The IC title is the workhorse up. title. It's the worker title. It's the work rate title that like it opens the show it gets the crowd going because that was a great match to to start the show uh from yeah. there we have the new day and versus the bludgeon brothers for the smackdown tag championships uh went about 10 minutes uh the bludgeon brothers ended up winning because they or they ended up losing uh via disqualification so they retained their titles because uh, they hit them with the mallet and do you know what's going on with the bludgeon, bludgeon brothers right now yeah, Eric is on his like tenth injury, so Rowan's they had to out. drop the title. Rowan is Eric out. Rowan, apparently, it's too many injuries, and it makes me very sad yeah, because he's, he... every single time that those two guys, as a tag team, get hot as fuck, as over as they can be, and is at the perfect point of their tag team concept, it's usually Rowan that gets injured, and I hate it. Yep, it makes me really sad for Rowan as a guy because it it. There's that fear of of the old school in WWE being like, you do this too much, we're not going to invest shit in They're you They're just going to view him thing. as injury prone, yeah. Yeah, and because this was probably it. This was their absolute time, and they were perfect for as long as they could be. Because they had the titles for, what, three months? Like, since, didn't they win at Mania? Mania? Since Mania. Yeah, so they've done great. And the match where they had to lose the title on SmackDown was really good. Yep. Um, it's also, you know, it's super crazy. It's what? like the most, um, it, it's the second viewed over um, Joe and AJ on YouTube. It's yeah. um, 1.5 million views, that match. So they, yeah. they were over and it was great. And I, 
worried about Rowan's future in yep. general, not just if WWE was like, fuck you, you're fired, or if, you know, he's going to get to the point where he can't wrestle because it's like his fifth injury in three years. Yeah, like, he, he, he injured his bicep in the SummerSlam match. He needs surgery to repair it. He's going to be out four to six months. Again. It's advice. a bummer. Uh, from there, we go to the first of three squash matches in the evening. Braun Strowman defeating Amazingly Kevin Owens. Amazingly beautiful squash matches. One amazingly beautiful squash match. Uh, it was not this. He beat <laughs> Kevin Owens in a minute and 50 seconds. If Strowman had lost, he would have lost his money in the bank contract. He just comes out and obliterates Owens in a minute 50. Owens gets no yes. offense in. Braun just destroys him. It is what it is. I don't know what they're doing with Kevin. I don't either. Point. But Kevin is, he used is to be a really... such a good heel, but they've, they've he's, changed he's him a little guy. too much about a shit heel. Yeah. But, like, he wasn't on Monday, was he? He he wasn't on Raw? I don't think he was, no. I, I feel like Kevin Owens is the type of guy you can take him off TV for two or three weeks. And, like, Kevin has this, like, legitimacy and love from the audience. He can bounce back very easily. Yes. Like, you can just keep oh, yeah. him off, week, off TV for a couple weeks. When he weeks, comes back, do a reset. When he comes put back, him into he a, needs to hurt someone. Yeah, like, put him into a good feud with somebody. Have him powerbomb somebody on the apron. You know, have him, I don't know, have him... You know what he should really do? What should he do? He needs to be able to go toe-to-toe with Bobby Lashley. Yeah? I think I think that would be a great next feud for both guys, and they need to trade wins, And but he needs to go toe-to-toe with them. He needs to, they need yeah. to not have people... And, and this is more about them not understanding Bobby Lashley. They have to quit having all these heels run away scared from him yep. when he doesn't when he can't put things over by himself. You yep. can't have a dominant face who can't work the crowd, and Bobby can't work the crowd and do- and be a dominant face at the same time. He just can't do it. So you have to balance that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think... Yeah, That's why people think back, he's already uninteresting. Like, show up, attack Bobby, powerbomb him on the apron to take Bobby off TV yes. for a week. So, like, Golens comes back out of nowhere, attacks Bobby, powerbombs him on the apron. Yeah. The next week, Bobby isn't here, and Owen says... I went after Bobby because Bobby put Sami Zayn on the shelf. And I haven't, like, um, you yeah. see what happened. Like, Zayn's gone, you see what happens. I got beat by Braun Strowman in a minute 50 at SummerSlam. I got thrown into a porta potty. I'm done. Like, I'm, I'm not going to deal with these embarrassments, and it's because I don't have anybody that has my back, and that's Bobby Lashley's fault. So I'm going to do Bobby Lashley what he did to Sami Zayn. Boom. There you yeah. go. It's a blood That'd feud. Let's go. So I'm very, yeah. I'm very excited to see him, I don't know, get kicked in the dick by Dean Ambrose. Uh, after that, we have Charlotte <laughs> versus uh, Charlotte beating Becky Lynch and SmackDown Women's Champion Carmella for the title in a triple threat match. Uh, originally, this was going to be Becky very Lynch. Very well-balanced. And a great match. Very well-balanced. Very well-paced triple threat. Yep. That was it, one of the better female triple threats I've ever yep. seen. Uh, very good. Carmella held her own, looked really good. Absolutely. Uh, Becky, it was originally supposed to be Becky and Carmella, and then Charlotte kind of wormed her way into the match. She beat Becky, like she pinned Becky. Although the one complaint about Carmella in that match, like Carmella looked really good. She's a very good wrestler, and people don't give her the credit she deserves. But at one point in that match, Carmella just had Becky in like a chin lock and like just like a rest hold chin lock, and that makes Carmella look kind of dumb because you don't do those types of moves in triple threat matches because you have to keep your head on a swivel. Like you never want to slow down the pace of a triple threat. Like, because you use a chin lock in kayfabe to slow down the pace of the match and cut off the babyface's comeback, and in out of kayfabe, the heel does it to slow down the match and, like, upset the right. crowd because they're robbing them from work rate. 
that doesn't work under triple threat because like you have to keep your head on a swivel uh other than that it was very good i think that worked well though for to make carmela seem slightly overwhelmed even though she held her own um because she's not used to multiple matches yeah multiple and so people matches so becky takes the pin from carmela carmela gets after becky helps her up hugs her and then attacks uh charlotte after the match I uh, just tears Dude, Charlotte apart. Monstrous tears. A huge pop. Uh, we'll we'll get to the aftermath of that in a bit, because uh, yeah, boy, there's fair. a lot of people complaining about that. Uh, great match. I'm curious to see what oh. they go with Charlotte and Becky because, and I'm, yeah. listen, I think it's a legitimate complaint. Uh, then we go to the WWE Championship match: Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles. AJ Styles lost via disqualification, uh, which means he retained the title. A great match went 22 minutes. Uh, AJ and Joe, man, they've been wrestling each other for 15 years at this point. They know each other yes. really well. And yep. the story of this match leading into it was Joe. It didn't. It doesn't make. A, it worked, but it doesn't make a ton of sense. <laughs> Who's because, Joe Daddy? Because <laughs> Joe has been like AJ doesn't care about his family. AJ spends all of his time wrestling. He's on the road all the time. He doesn't care about his wife. He doesn't care about his kids. Because he's never home, because he'd rather be out here defending the championship than going home to his family. But, like, if you take a look, like, but, like, that's every, like, he's not wrestling more than anybody else. Like, he's wrestling as much as you are, Joe. You're married. What about your wife? Also, he, I, yeah, no one knows. <laughs> like, you're on the road no one knows as much as about AJ. Joe's family. No one knows shit about Joe's yeah. family. And it's so, crazy. like, it, it doesn't make sense held up to uh, criticism, but that's fine. It's, it does, it's not super supposed to. Because you know he's a heel and he's just trying to get in AJ's yeah. head, and and, and and honestly, it could just be you know angry, <laughs> angry ethnic guy trashing um, redneck family must yep. defend honor. <laughs> and so it ended up with AJ's wife was in the crowd with her daughter. Joe takes out AJ, gets the mic, looks at Wendy, AJ's wife, and goes, uh, "Sorry, Wendy, it looks like Daddy's not coming home, but don't worry, Wendy, I'll be your daddy." Which incensed AJ. Rage ensues. AJ Rage grabs ensues. a chair and hits Joe for the DQ in 22 minutes. Uh, if you believe uh, uh, internet bullshit uh, rumor, uh, Joe was originally slated to walk out of SummerSlam with the title, but they decided to go with the DQ instead. I think that's fine. Uh, this is obviously the beginning of a feud. It's weird that they want AJ's feuds to begin at these big shows, whereas usually you in them at shows like SummerSlam and Mania. But they've already booked the match for Hell in a Cell. I don't know if it's going to be a Hell in a Cell match, but they will be wrestling at Hell in a Cell. Uh, I, I feel like I feel like at the end of the day, Joe does walk out of this feud with the title. We'll see. Oh, okay. uh, it, was, it was a really good match. I thought you match. were pretty... I, I mean, you're pretty gung ho on um I want, what's gonna ha- we can talk about later. Yeah, I want. I, I, it's not necessarily what I I want to happen, even though I love Joe, but I think it's what will happen. Uh, so what gotcha. what did you think about it? Like, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I want Joe to have the title. I, he like you know you you said this it. multiple times, and I've always agreed. Yeah, like he he ne- he'll never need a title, but he fucking deserves one. Oh, um, like he just the he is, title specifically. It, for me, like to have two of the best guys in TNA wrestling history to be back to back WWE champions would just yeah be so much like gratification and justification yep. in the world that you know you can come from anywhere. 
10 um, years after Joe's WWE, TNA title the run. Whole, yeah. The whole shitting on WCW guys is just not a thing anymore. Yeah. Even though TNA was kind of even worse for them, and WWE still doesn't acknowledge that place exists for the most part. They kind of still do. Kind of. Yeah, not they really. do. But like, it's it, de- WCW, it depends on what documentary you're watching. Yeah, it de- it's because WCW um, were like super direct competitors of WWE and actually yes, challenged yes, WWE yes. for dominance, whereas TNA was TNA never there. never could. Yeah. Um, even when they tried and it was abysmal and horrible. God. Um, yeah. But, um, but these two guys specifically, I had been watching almost as much as I've been watching wrestling period. And when AJ came, it was, it was insane. Him being there was surreal. And then he won the title and then he won again. And he's the longest reigning WWE champion in SmackDown history. Suck it, JBL. Fucking. It's beautiful. And also they're both, you know, 40 basically. Like I think Joe's thirty nine and AJ's forty one or something, but yeah, these are old guys that can still go as much as the young ones because they had different upbringings of of the way they've traveled their career paths and trajectory. Because average wrestling career overall used to be ten years, maybe. Yep. Um, Undertaker is an amazing feat because he's made it to almost almost thirty himself. Yeah. Yeah, but um, you know, look at Triple H. He he couldn't hit twenty, and here's Joe well, and, and no, like Triple AJ. H. Triple H. Well, like it, like if you look at Triple H's 20? entire career, yeah, he started in I guess so the early nineties. Let me see. Okay. Yeah, Cause, yeah, yeah. Because you, you can't forget no, his time right. at WCW. Yeah, like he I hit do. WCW <laughs> in ninety four. And 94, he was, okay. he was and he didn't really stop wrestling till like 2014, 2015. Yeah, it was it was That's like true. like 20 SummerSlam 2012 was when he kind of started hitting like the or big shows. But like, yeah. you know, he had that three show stretch in 2014. Like it's That's only right. it's right. only the past couple years where he has become I wrestle at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. But yeah, like it's. Um, but it's, these guys look like they have another ten in them yeah. almost. And, and it's, it's just, and it's it's kind of just like a a testament to where the wrestling industry has gone. Like you don't yes. have like it, it's it's people have learned to take care of themselves better. You don't have the problems with drugs and and whatnot that you had before. Uh, so these That's guys just have longer true. shelf lights. Like look at John Cena. John Cena could still be a full time wrestler wrestling every single day. If he wanted to, but he's got so many other things going on. That's why he's taking a step back. You know why he wasn't at SummerSlam? What's he filming? <laughs> um, a buddy cop movie with Jackie Chan. What? Jackie Chan? Yeah. That's cool. Uh, I like so yeah, the like, foreigner. These guys could absolutely keep going. Uh, I'm, I, they have long careers ahead of them as long as they want. And I'm super excited to see where they go. Uh, Joe, it's a bummer because like Joe still has not wrestled at WrestleMania. Like, yeah, Don't like, and I would story. love to see him going into WrestleMania next year as WWE champion. It would feel just like this incredible justification. It would. Uh, so from there we go to the match we've been waiting literally years for: The Miz versus Daniel Bryan. They went twenty-three minutes, and The Miz ended up winning. Uh, via shenanigans. Uh, Maurice slipped him some brass knuckles that he used to hit Brian with for the pin. Great match. Honestly, it was the best thing they could do. That whole it's, it's what situation it, I, was perfect. Like, what we, were t- what we were alluding to a minute ago, I say, going into this, Miz should have bre- beat Brian clean as a whistle and 
taking the title from AJ. Because I think it's time for The Miz to have another world title reign. He's earned it. Like, but him winning in the way he did was fine. It fits his character. It was at the end of a great match. It does, You don't feel like you got robbed. Because, like, the... Yeah, because the there's WWE, still 20... When's the last time you had a 23-minute match against The Miz? Yeah. That's another thing we should like, really talk about. The, the WWE title match ending in a DQ was a bit weird. Because, like, I feel like the WWE title match ending in a DQ wouldn't have felt as bad if we didn't also have the SmackDown tag title match ending in a DQ. Like, it felt a That's little... True. like This show was weird because it was, like... Half of the matches were either squash matches or DQ finishes, uh, but it was still great. Like he won dirty but clean. It was exactly how it should have ended. Miz needed to yeah. be Brian. Fucking fantastic. Those guys work so well together. It's a testament to how much better Miz has grown as a wrestler in the past six years. Like since I started yes. watching in 2012, when people still hated the Miz, and I liked the Miz when I started right. watching because like, oh no, he can like he puts on entertaining matches. And he's finally got yep. the reality show stink off of him. He's one of the longest tenured people in WWE right now. <laughs> yeah, he's got the reality show stink off of him just when he starts Miz and Mister Miz, Miz and Mrs. <laughs> I like, but like it, it's really interesting because like Miz I know is kind of winking just... at the fact that like Miz and Mrs. is you know it's it's kayfabe a little bit because he said like the promo he cut before like the premiere of Miz and Mrs. He described it as like. Uh, like the Real Housewives meets Curb Your Enthusiasm, so like he's right. winking at like no, like he knows oh, what yeah. he's doing, and he, he knows and what he's he said doing. it's like oh, do you want Total Total Bellas to actually be entertaining? That's my show. Yeah, and it is. It's cause, very because he's I, literally do because because you know kayfabe or shoot, he's kind of really doing this to spite both Brian and Cena. Yeah, because like because of Total Bellas, and it's brilliant. Yeah, it's it's so good. Uh, great match. Um, I and they're going forward. We'll 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 talk in a minute about where they're going from here and and how it's a good decision, but I don't know if it's the right decision. Uh, and so I, yeah, I have a theory on it, but yeah. We'll, yeah. So from there, all right. So we're just gonna walk through what happens next. Baron Corbin comes out for Baron Corbin versus Finn Balor. And we all kind of collectively groaned. This feud isn't a hot feud. Uh, they wrestled at the last pay-per-view. Balor won. Balor's beat Corbin several times. And Corbin's got a couple Doesn't of sneaky, sneaky wins over Balor. So Corbin comes out, and we're all just like, all right. All right. Here we go, I guess. And then the lights go out. And I start screaming. The lights go out. I've... Ooh. And the intro to Balor's theme plays that we haven't heard a in a very long time. A year. And the smoke the comes out, and the demon has arrived. For the first time since last October at TLC last year, the demon is here. Holy shit. He comes out, the crowd, it was the perfect thing to reset the crowd, because we're late into the show, we've only got four matches left, people have been there for a while, the crowd needs a shot of adrenaline, and that's what that was. People, fr I freaked out, the crowd freaked out, the demon is back. We thought, like, because up until this, God bless Finn Balor, but like his character has been, hey, he's the guy that smiles a lot. And he's the sweet Irish boy. Yeah, and so the demon's back, great, like, awesome look. 
that entrance is back. Oh my god! And he squashes over Baron as, Corbin as over as ever. God. Fucks him up. Yes, so he good. squashes Baron Corbin in a minute thirty-five. Corbin doesn't get a bit of offense. So at least Joe can say he wasn't beat, or at least Owens can say he wasn't beat in the worst, like the most definitive squash match of the night because this match was fifteen yes. seconds shorter than Braun versus Owens. Right, oh my right, god! Right, right. It did exactly what it needed to do. Reminded us of the demon. Reset Finn as a character. Got him like st- he's been over, but he's been waning. Reminded us of how awesome he can be when done right. Perfect, 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 perfect. And, like and you know, what else me can you and say? you didn't think of it at all until you know our friend like Noobs this. is like a demon's gonna come out, and we just. I don't know why we di- thought that would be so difficult to do, and I'm so glad that they were well, like, nope, because yes, before just now. The demon, them bringing out the demon, and when we talk about the demon, it's it's Finn Balor uh, has has for a very long time in the Indies. He would like body paint, he paint himself up for these matches in awesome ways. He painted himself as like Venom and Spider Man and Punisher and this and that and the other. It looked awesome. And when he came to WWE and NXT, every NXT takeover he would show up painted up as this like deep because his his name Finn Balor. Yeah. comes from Finn McCool, who is this Irish folk hero, and Balor, who is like this demon king. And so it's this yep. idea of like there's two sides of Finn, where he, there's Finn and then there's yes. the demon. And so he, they would bring it out before when it felt like it was needed. Like at SummerSlam last year, he showed now up. Now he's... Yeah? SummerSlam is his fan at this point, right? He's undefeated at SummerSlam. Yeah, because he beat Bray last year. Yeah, that's that's really cool. They could turn that into something. They yeah. may want that. I mean, since it's been almost a year since they even brought up the demon, that may be what they're planning just a little yeah, bit. We'll That'd be kind of cool. Uh, and yeah, it beat Baron Corbin. It was exactly what it needed to do. It was so good. Um, got the crowd right back on their feet, exactly where they needed to be. Like, you have anything else to say other than just marking the fuck out? Fucking thank you that that happened. Just yeah, all the thank yous in the world. It was, it was so good. Uh, from there, we go to the United States Championship match. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura uh, retained his title against Jeff Hardy in 11 minutes in a real match. Whoa. In a real match, and like he won clean. Like no, he no didn't cheat. He, no, no, yeah. no nut shots. No cheating. Just one clean. One, two, three. Yep. Like put over Jeff, or Jeff put him over in a great way because Jeff hit yep. just hit the swanton on the apron. God damn. That took off whatever remaining career he had, probably. Like, Jeff, what are you doing, my man? Uh, yeah, solid Of course, match. you know, we can talk about what he does to Orton in right? uh, SmackDown later, because, like, how did you do that 48 hours later? Yeah. Uh, solid match. Uh, fantastic. Super excited to see where Nakamura goes from here. Uh, like, honestly, not much you can say other than just, yeah, it's, it's good. It's like yep. a solid, like, four, like, three and a half, four-star match. Now, it, now on to the well-placed drive-by. On to the third squash match of the evening. Ronda Rousey Basically. defeating Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. Yep. <sighs> like. I like, I like what they're doing with Ronda. I, it does suck, though, that. It's going to have to be at everyone else's expense. That's the thing. It's at everyone else's expense. Uh, yep. Because Alexa... They're Alexa's, trying to play like... like... Alexa's always been this chicken shit champion. But she could still hold her own. Like, she was always, like, a threat in ring as well as, like, cheating and doing whatever she needs to win. 
And so yeah, you're she taking... won the first ever fucking elimination chamber. Yeah, like and using that and taking all of that and just she didn't get in a moment of offense. It literally she got in offense against Ronda and Ronda laughed and like completely no sold it. They yep. like they made her look like like a child. They made her look like Nicholas. If Nicholas so when we inevitably have Nicholas and Braun Strowman breaking up and getting that big singles match. it would be like that it was like a child it was like a child trying to beat up their big brother and ronda won handily yeah yeah ronda won handily it was never gonna be anything but that in four minutes even like in three minutes and 55 seconds of that was alexa running away from ronda so now we have ronda as the raw women's champion well i'm sure I'm sure that we and will... they want to put and and it, and it seems to slowly be more and more definite going to happen. That's going to be her and Nikki Bella at um or yeah, and Nikki Bella at Evolution, which is yeah, that's that's the current rumor. I don't get it. Okay, I just it, it would just be way too exhausting to be mad at that. But I I don't like it. But you know, yeah, it's it's. Is is what it is, I guess. We it's Lesnar leaves, and we just get another version. Like as Lesnar is coming well, Ron- out, Ronda's. Taking I know Ronda's not a great person that like well, that much at all, well, but no, she's I, I, at but least I mean, like, more likable as a character. She's more likable and she's more over, but like she's gonna fill that spot. Like she's gonna work more shows than Lesnar, but she the, the basic characters yeah. the basic character is gonna be the same. She's gonna yep. be unbeatable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's probably going to have a long reign. She's going to at least hold it until WrestleMania, if not longer. Yeah. And from there, we go to the main event. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship. Brock Lesnar held the title for 504 days. Uh, before the match... So, like, this is... This shows how WWE aren't stupid, and they know how to work a crowd. Because, boy, yeah. if you watch WrestleMania... This match was not going to go over well. Like, the crowd was ready to just destroy this match. But, before they could, Braun Strowman's music hits. And Braun Strowman walks out with the Money in the Bank briefcase. Gets in the ring. People lose their fucking And says, mind. I'm not a coward. I'm not going to attack somebody when their, match is, when their back is turned. Which, everybody thought meant, so I'm going to put myself in this match. This is going to be a triple threat match. Eh, no, that's not what we have. Because we've basically... had plenty of multiple man matches for yeah. Brock's title, and you know yeah. they don't go over oh, don't, well don't, for Braun either. Don't get me wrong; I'm not saying that that's what they should have done, but that's like it felt like that's what no, they no, were no, no. do. I agree with you, but but I feel said... like story wise, maybe that was Braun's thing. It's like yeah. psh, I've done multi matches with that. Yeah. I ain't doing this shit. And I'm gonna also, wait till it's over. Also, like story wise, it seems like Braun is he's claiming he's not this coward or whatever, but like he's, he's still, he's still using money in the bank. Like he's still acting like a money in the right. bank winner. And well, he says, he's, yeah. he says that after the match, he's going to cash in his briefcase onto whoever wins. And so the match starts, Brock and Roman get in some offense. Like Roman like hits Brock with like two spears to begin with, but Brock kicks out. They, they brought to the outside and, Brock like takes out Roman and then takes out Braun. Like Brock grabs the briefcase, hits Braun with the briefcase, hits him with an F5 to at that point eliminate Braun's chance of cashing in. And I feel like if the match had gone on any longer, then it the crowd would have turned so hard. 
Yes. Right after that, Brock gets back in the ring, but as Brock is getting back in the ring, Braun grabs his ankle to have that moment of hesitation to allow Roman to to recover. Brock gets in the ring, Roman hits him with a spear. One, two, three. New Universal Champion in six minutes. Short what it should have been in WrestleMania. Short match. Got the spots in exactly what it needed to be, and they Roman celebrated for 15 seconds before they cut to black. Yep, and it was it what it needed really, to be. Like, wasn't really it, booze either. It was like they didn't need this match. Shouldn't have happened because Brock shouldn't have had the title this long. Like he should have dropped it at yeah. Mania. He should have dropped it way before Mania. But since we found ourselves in this situation, they got themselves out of it in the best way they could. It was the best way to end the show. It was the best way to solve that problem that they have painted themselves into. Uh, it was fine. It was totally fine. Yeah. So, uh, going from there, we go to Raw the next night. Uh, Rain starts the show and says, like, I'm, I'm going to be a fighting... Ch-. Here's the thing. Here shows how people don't dislike Roman Reigns. People boo Roman Reigns because it's the cool thing to do. Because Roman starts the show by saying, like... I'm a fighting champ. Like people are booing him and talking, "Oh, you suck, you suck, you suck." But he's like, "I'm a fighting champion." Gets a cheer. I'm gonna have an open challenge for this title tonight. Gets a cheer. But I specifically nope. want to face Finn Balor because he never got his rematch because he had to relinquish the title to injury. He never got his title match. Big pop. Like yeah. So like people were cheering for the fact that Roman Reigns is wrestling. They are cheering because he's wrestling Finn, but they were popping before that. Uh and so after yep. the match, like, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's, no, I'm good. So, uh, late in the match, bronze music hits. You heard at the top of the show. Bronze music hits. Uh, Finn almost wins. Roman wins. Braun goes to cash in. The Shield make their return, and they stop Braun from cashing in. He never officially cashed in, so he still has the briefcase. And they triple power bomb him through the table with the Shield standing tall at the end. I am super fucking shield. I'm super curious as to where this goes. I have no idea. Yeah, especially, especially. Did you see what uh, Braun tweeted um, a few days ago? I didn't. Um, it's a very. F- uh, let me look at it real quick. Also, while you're doing that, also, Heyman confronted Angle about like, oh, Brock Lesnar gets a rematch. I'm thinking, you know, we should rematch it at Hell in a Cell. And Angle was like, no, 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 no. Brock is never here. Like, Brock never defended the title. Brock didn't care about that title. You don't get a rematch. Perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, Braun's Twitter so far is still just 100% like, like, I told you I'm not going to attack you from behind. What you did was cowardly. You need yeah. to face me man to man for that title. So he's still talking like a face. So I mean, I don't super think curious. I don't think they're tu- I, I don't think they're turning Brock heel, but I also don't think they're turning. I don't think they're turning Braun heel. Braun, but I also don't yeah. think they're turning the Shield heel. I think it's just like a weird thing. Like I, I know it's. I, I mean, I, I would I, love to believe in this dichotomy. It's just every time WWE tries it, they yeah, eventually decide to just everybody's you know, a, everybody's a weird antihero. Um, because like the shield so we'll can never see, be but it's an, like, it as, is very interesting. As much as people dislike Roman, like here's the thing: this shield reunion is to get. Roman's title reign over. That's what they're doing. Yes. And I'm fine. Yep. I'm fine with that because I am. It took me a minute because I was worried. It was like, what does this really mean? But I mean, yeah. it'll, it'll like, be I, fine. It'll work listen, itself out. I'm, I, 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 I have no problem admitting I am a complete shield mark. I love the shield. They're my mm-hmm. favorite faction of all time. 
that Sierra Hotel India Echo Lima Delta hits and I mark out doesn't matter. Uh, they they come yeah, through. The they cr- started right when you started yeah. watching wrestling. When I when when I see them come through the crowd, I lose my mind because I love the Shield. Uh, and yeah. like it, this isn't a one because the next day, three new Shield T-shirts hit WWE shop. Three. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know where we're going with this because the Shield aren't going to be heels, but neither is Braun. And I what I honestly what I think should happen, I think like they should just continue to take out Braun. To the point where he's just not around. Let Roman like have a couple little feuds, and then Braun. I, I don't want the this feud going forward to be Roman versus Braun, because you don't want the champion to feud with the uh, with the person who holds the briefcase. You want the person with Very the briefcase to always though. be it's, an X factor. It's a new dichotomy. It's a new different idea, seen. though. Yeah. Um, I, there is that fear that if they do do it too much, it is like baby and Roman or something. But yeah, you know, uh, it it all depends. I saw an interesting idea because, yeah. like, do you have like do you have Braun versus the Shield? What do you do? Braun's on his own, but Braun is meant to be this huge force. You know who don't have anything going on right now? Luke Harper and Bray Wyatt. Right. Both of their they tag are, team partners ooh. are out. They got nothing going on. Oh, Braun, man, yeah. Braun came into the WWE I've as a member of the Wyatt family. That. Yeah, they That'd be talk so about great. it. So what yeah, if... They pull Luke Harper over. Go do fucking do, yeah, they, they, do they, it. They put Luke Harper through the wormhole next to Deep Space Nine, and he goes over to the Gamma Quadrant that is Monday Night Raw, because that's the only way you can move. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like yes. what if... Man, what you if, have been watching a lot. Listen... So it's good to watch while you're playing the new WoW expansion. Uh, what if I've been doing other things with you? What if, like, be, remember, remember Elimination Chamber great. 2014? They had like three six man tags in a row that are all three like, are some of the best six man like, tags in WWE history. Is White Family versus the Shield? Elimination Chamber 2014, man, it's one of the hottest matches anyone's ever seen. Like the crowd yeah. was going crazy before they touched. Yes. What if? What if, like, we get old Bray back? Not, like, crazy jacket Bray. What if Bray comes out with the rocking chair and a Hawaiian shirt and a fedora? <laughs> Luke Harper gets the stained tank top back. We get the band back together. You know, what if at Survivor Series... I mean, the series... way it needs to be is that... Maybe not this upcoming week, but in a, the week after... Um, they're about to triple power bomb him, and we just get you know, duh, 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 and the, duh, both show yeah. up behind him. Yeah, that we. Oh god, that imagine, would be so good. Imagine that, imagine that pop, and you're staring. I just and hope, you have, please for love of God, they're considering it. And you have least. Luke Harper, Braun Strowman, and Bray Wyatt staring down Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns. Do yeah, it for me. Yeah, and like let's say Hell in a Cell. Bray versus Roman mm. in for the title and Braun and Luke versus Rollins and Ray, and, and Ambrose That'd in separate great. matches. Like, yeah, I mean, this writes itself. This could, oh God, this could be Bray's chance really to get back up there. That'd be so great. Yep. Cause Braun doesn't need someone to watch his back, but just needs to get the monkeys off of it. But, like, I feel like if Braun teamed up with anybody else, it wouldn't make sense. And, like, we, it wouldn't yeah. get over. But, man, that Wyatt Sting hits, and it's the Wyatts? 
I think that gets over. I think that gets over hardcore. Please. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and I, what I think was one of the best parts about uh, the S.H.I.E.L.D. reunion is earlier on Raw, they had um, Dean Ambrose beat Ziggler clean, and Ambrose and Rollins were just in their normal gear. And so it was just like, oh, yeah, that's Ambrose and Rollins as singles competitors. And then it hits, and they come out in their S.H.I.E.L.D. gear. That was the thing. Yes. It's like, the, like you hear the Sierra Hotel, and it's like, wait, 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 did I hear wrong? And then they come out and Rollins got his gloves on and it's like, ah! like it feels like two <laughs> different, like it feels like, oh no, they went through the wormhole and they are the shield now. <laughs> I, I feel like that was the yeah. perfect way of doing that because you wouldn't expect oh, it because absolutely. you already saw them earlier on the show. It was so yes, good. That was so, so good. that was beyond perfect. And, and honestly, they brought, they did, they kind of brought it back so casually that it does make me feel like they could just do the Wyatts the same way. Mm-hmm. It would be amazing. Yeah. It'd still be massive. Uh, yeah. And so and so from then with the Rousey stuff, McMahon came out to like crown Rousey, doing her normal like, oh hey, there's a big woman's thing, so I have to be here. But then she steered into the perception that Mark shitty smart fans have about her of, that's right, we had this great moment for women, and it's all because of me. And then Rousey came out, and, actually played into it. Oh my god. Yeah. Rousey, how, how unpredictable right? and unreasonable uh-huh. that is. <laughs> Stephanie is just <laughs> this crazy. Anyway. Uh, Rousey put Stephanie in an armbar. Triple H came out and put over his match with Undertaker at this uh, big Australian show. Uh, and then the uh, B team and the Revival had individual singles matches, and the Revival beat both members of the B team. Uh, and that was the part in the match where Barclays got, or part in the show where Barclays got shitty and just didn't care about the match and were doing the wave and had beach balls. It was awful. Uh, and then those same people are going to go home and go on Twitter and whine, why aren't the Revival getting a shot, even though when the Revival had two back-to-back singles matches, the crowd didn't care. Uh, the fucking That worst. really sucks. It's the worst. Uh, uh, so on SmackDown, he, they interviewed Styles. He said, you know, he didn't... He doesn't regret what he did to Joe. Joe attacked Styles, and so they have a rematch at Hell in a Cell. Uh, the New Day beat the Bludgeon Brothers in a no DQ match. Uh, it was actually really interesting because uh, Big E wasn't even out. Like they were selling like Big E's injuries from the night before, so he wasn't even there. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was just Xavier and Kofi. I don't think I reckon. I don't think I realized yeah. that. <laughs> so they didn't have the numbers advantage. Uh, Luke obviously worked most of the match. Uh, Harper did a little bit here and there, right. but he he, can, he was very limited. And so the New Day beat the Bludgeon Brothers. They're three-time SmackDown champions and five-time tag team champions. And Big E posted Which on Twitter a-, a gif of just him from NXT going, five, five, five. Nice. And I think they just got to win two more, and they break the record for most uh, WWE tag titles held by one group. Who is by the who, same who holds the record? Because I know New Age Outlaws. I want to say it's six. the Hardy. I want to say it's the Hardy Boys. That's at possible. Six. Uh, and so and are the Miz, Outlaws at six as well? Okay. Yeah, Outlaws have six. Yeah, because they remember because they won the titles right before WrestleMania 30 and dropped right, it to the Usos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah um, the new so the Miz mocked Daniel Bryan's retirement, saying that he was retiring from facing Bryan ever again. Uh, great moment. Brian's music hits and Brian comes out and all he says is just coward, coward, coward. <laughs> so good. And then Brie came yes. out, knocked. Uh, Brie came out, took out Daniel or took out Miz, took out Maurice, <laughs> and they are doing a mixed tag at Hell in a Cell. Uh, 
Miz and Maurice versus Daniel and Bree. I mean, I that's cool. I'll be against that if 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 Daniel and Bree win. I think they should be on a losing streak against just Miz's existence for yeah. for a minute. Um so so, yeah, so like, that Miz can say I don't have to fight you anymore. I've always won. I'm better than you, and this means I deserve a title shot. If they will do that story correctly, well, and it can be the story later on of like you've never beaten me, Daniel. Well, the thing is though, right afterwards they're going. They're already scheduled to wrestle each other at the Super Showdown with the winner getting a title shot. That's true. Like I I feel like that. Yeah, he should win all three. He really should. Honestly, I'm fine with that. Um. I'm okay with with Daniel and Bree winning, and then Miz beating Daniel. So like Miz can say Daniel, the only way you can beat me that is too. if your wife is helping you. I think that would be an interesting yeah. way to do that. But I just feel like Daniel versus Miz is one of the best feuds they've had in years. It's been bubbling for years. There is no feud that's better suited for a Hell in a Cell match. And like I don't think they're doing it to protect Brian because like Daniel Hell in a Cell matches are as safe and as dangerous as any other match. And the Miz is arguably the safest worker in the history of wrestling like the whole point of this fight yeah like i feel like that would work great in a hell in a cell match i i i would actually be interested in the statistics of are there a higher percentage of injuries in hell in a cell matches because i'm gonna go out on a limb and say no i can't think of anybody that's got a legitimate industry in injury and missed time because of what happened in a hell in a cell match because you go into those matches knowing how to work them right but the mixed tag, it's going to be entertaining. It's going to be fun. And at the end of the day, that's what we're here for. Uh, Becky came out and cut a heel promo. Uh, because, like, when, when you're trying to get somebody over as a heel, what do you do? You attack the fans. And that's what she did. She said that Charlotte's been holding your back. And the fans were still on Charlotte's side. And this and that. And then Charlotte came out. And they brawled. And they were pulled apart. Yeah. It just... And people were mad reasonably because it doesn't make sense charlotte should be the heel in this situation like everything becky's saying makes sense she's not being unreasonable she's not even being the normal level of like a heel telling the truth but still doing it in a heelish way like everything she says makes total sense she should like charlotte and charlotte's better as a heel people want to boo charlotte in this situation because that's the story call me super crazy so call me crazy but i still don't feel like it's settled who's supposed to be face, who's supposed to be heel. No, I don't get one, like, that. No, she she attacked the fans. She's a heel. Like when you attack the fans, you're a heel. Like I didn't she, hear her attack the fans. But I guess I fans, missed that. She attacked the fans more than she attacked Charlotte in that promo. Like she she <sighs> went so directly weird, after I watched the fans. It and I don't. That's weird. Boy, she did. Like she did. Like yeah. Like how, she was. How like, did I block that out? I don't That's know strange. because you know, like she huh. she cut the prototypical heel promo. Like, it was the heel promo. Well, well, shit. Yeah. And like, so... I fucking watched that, man, and I don't... That's weird. I'm one of those people, though, that's probably like, You're just, right! We suck! You just you just block it out? I don't know. That's so... That's kind of dumb of me. That's weird, though. Because yeah. I, I remember watching that, and I was like, Yep, she's right. Yep, yep, yep. So, I don't know. Yeah. All right, sure. It was a, and it was a good that's promo, funny. because that's Becky's funny. a good promo. Yes. But, uh, it's just, it's weird. It just feels like, you know, it's, and uh, people are, like, somebody, I think Brian Alvarez, like, you know, that dude really likes 
jerking himself off. Uh, like straight up said, <laughs> like said when talking about that, I never thought I'd see the day where Vince McMahon became Vince Russo, and like, calm down, come on, that's get um, over yourself. Seriously, I don't like, know. I still think we'll we'll see because I, it's just me though, really, because I don't think uh, that bad. Like, I think I think Becky could be a good heel, but I don't think this is the way to do it. Like. You're not going to get Becky over as a heel because nobody wants, like, ev- like the story you're telling is not the story that gets Becky over as a heel. It's yeah, not. I don't know what my brain is doing right now, but I, I still don't, I don't know, I still don't see it. I guess I'll rewatch that um, promo. It's weird. Yeah, it's, it's so weird. Uh, Carmella was given her rematch. She's going to get her rematch against Charlotte next yeah. week uh so that'll be something uh and you're sure i honestly you know what it'll be it'll be becky interfering and taking out charlotte or something like that and like it'll be just like a fuck finish like a dq um but as i've been killing time here i have pulled the becky lynch promo i okay, deserve cool. to be standing here as a woman's champion And since that moment was stolen from me, Charlotte Flair deserved the beating that I gave her. Because SummerSlam wasn't supposed to be about Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns or AJ Styles or Seth Rollins or Ronda Rousey, and it certainly wasn't supposed to be about Charlotte Flair. It was supposed to be about one woman, me. It was supposed to be my time. I had fought my way for months and earned my way into a singles match with Carmella. And I had even gotten over the fact that Charlotte Flair had been added to the match. Because finally, finally it was my opportunity to silence the critics that said that I was just Charlotte's friend. I pictured myself raising that title above my head, saying that I am my own woman, that I am a top star, that I put SmackDown Live Women's Division on the map, and that I am the new champion. Come SummerSlam, I had had enough of the opinions, and I decided to take action. Because that referee, Slapping the mat for the third time was like someone counting me out of a trance. I have never seen anything more clearly in my life. I knew in that moment that my so-called best friend had been holding me back. I knew. I knew in that moment that Charlotte Flair had stolen my spotlight, my opportunity for the last time. I knew in that moment that I was going to raise her hand up and rip her head off. That's interesting. They cut out the part where she goes after the fans. Okay, see? All right. So I'm not crazy. Well, no, you're crazy. Yeah, yeah, and I watched the YouTube promo. Okay, I was going to say, you are crazy because that did happen. 
Um, okay. Okay, huh. Yeah, I watched the YouTube promo. But and that, yeah, also, that's as you weird. Listen, listen to her cut that promo, she cut that promo 10 times faster than most people did because she was trying to drown out the cheers. Like, she was trying... Yes. She wasn't gonna. She was not okay. giving the audience a chance okay. to react. Like when they started chanting Becky, she just kept going. Whereas if you're a babyface, you you stop and soak that in. Like that is really interesting that they cut that out of the YouTube version. But like, go back and watch it on Hulu or something like that. She goes after the fans, something yeah. fierce. Uh, but I still think. Then I, I guess s- maybe they're doing that because they realized, and I, maybe uh, they're I, gonna change boy, it because that's any, usually they edit. Was, usually when they edit, that's that's their plan i would agree with you if this was anybody but vince mcmahon <laughs> that's just i don't know man why would it also um wanted to bring um and i told you this uh on uh i texted this to you the other day that's the second most viewed video on yeah. um youtube from uh smackdown uh it's on it's over two million views now so if if they're doing that and they cut out her attacking the fans, they're going to be sending some really mixed messages. <laughs> yeah. That'd be pretty bad. But I think maybe they're damage control and they're like, oh, well, well, looks like we're going to have to do it because it's because I'm it's pretty weird. sure she was trying because, yeah, she was trying to, you know, cover up the cheers. But I, it also sounded yeah. like she was fighting back tears. <laughs> but yeah, like because like, like, they were, I, I, were cheering her the entire time. That's. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, because I found a version, uh, the 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 full video, and she says like, when Charlotte weaseled her way into the match, yeah, she got some tweets from people saying like, oh, that's not cool, and a couple people were like, oh no, what's going on? But you fans. You still sold out Barclays. You still cheered when they raised her hand. You didn't care about like that's what that, if you watch the whole promo, uh, yeah, that's where she goes. Um, that's funny, but that's the part you I'm can very edit. Curious. That's the part you can edit out of the YouTube version though, because they always edit their YouTube versions down because they have every algorithm and statistic and they know exactly how long a video needs to be. You don't. They're not going to know, put, but you, that's you, just bonkers to cut that out. I feel like the part where they're chanting Becky is the part they would want to cut out. If they're trying to portray this a certain yeah. aspect, um, and also like the, who all, knows the version they put up on YouTube was very much about her explaining her actions, uh, and that's yeah. what they put in there. And like, if you want to advertise it as Becky Lynch explains what she does, you could take out the fan part because the fans aren't why she did it, but also the fans suck because you know fuck you. Yeah, but it, the meanings are completely conveyed differently now. So I don't know. It's I still think. Like I, I listen. If they if they pull a one eighty, and they make Becky the babyface in this, and they turn Charlotte to the to the sniveling heel, cool, awesome. I'm there for it. But I just, what what has Vince McMahon done that makes you think that that would happen? Exactly. Uh, Jeff Hardy. <laughs> there a uh, lot of stuff has happened in the last twenty years, man. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Hardy. I can't faced, run it all through like I've got a fucking yeah. um cabinet. With all those uh, files, Jesus. Uh, Jeff Hardy beat Rand or lost to Randy Orton via disqualification because he punched Orton in the taint or kicked Orton in the taint. Uh, and after that, uh, and Hardy fucked snapped, his shit up. Yeah, snapped, beat Orton up and down the arena, and put him on a table and delivered a swanton bomb through the table. Did a, did a mini, did a mini ten year anniversary celebration when he fell off the fucking scaffolding yep. onto him. <laughs> and then uh, Rusev, Rusev and Lana uh, beat. 
Andre Andrade and Zelina uh, because Aiden English, who they've been like teasing Aiden English d- dissension going forward, uh, right? And they, but Aiden made it to where they won because Almas stopped, or he stopped Almas from using a chair and cheating, and that allowed Rusev and Lana to win. So we'll see where they're going with that. Uh, I'm I'm excited for Andrade to move on to bigger and better things. Same for Rusev, although yeah. they kind of, yes. boy, it's been a long time since Rusev Day. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't heard they, that either. They and, missed oof. the, they missed the boat, man. They, like, it's the one uh, time where like they showed that they like he was super over. They put him in the match at Mania, and. He didn't. He he took the pin in that match, and it's like fans realized, like, all right, so this is what we're doing. And he got a title match, which was like a consolation prize, but still, it still wasn't a win. And like the fans, like it's like folks have realized, like, all right, this isn't the next Daniel Bryan. That sucks. Yeah, it's a bummer. So that's where we're going from here. Uh, so that's that's the last week or the last month or so. Uh, SummerSlam, we got Hell in a Cell coming up, and then in November we'll have uh, Survivor Series and NXT Takeover War Games. I there's a lot of stuff up in the air uh, right now about the Shield and where we go from here, and and what do we do with uh, what do we do at Hell in a Cell? What does Roman do? What does the Shield do? What does Braun do? There's a lot of interesting stuff that could happen. I am NXT is very much the same because like where does Ciampa go? Where does Gar- yep. Gargano go? Yep. Um, where does Adam Cole go? You know, is Adam Cole? That's going to be interesting. Yeah. So yeah, um, there's a lot. Uh... Of, everything, all the parts are moving right now. Like this is probably the biggest. Um, this is uh, the equivalent of the planets aligning. I think. Yeah. Because all th- all three major, um, uh, brands that we follow, New Japan included, are like at their most unpredictable. Yeah. And so the the fall is going to be fun. I'm excited to go there with you. Uh, we will be yes. back next week with our regu- regularly scheduled program. Uh, it won't it won't be as as intense as this one. We'll get back to breezy fun stuff then. Uh, you can find us on. We are on every podcast platform in the world. Uh, I have worked the last week. Yay! We on, celebration. We are on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast. Uh, once we hit 10 episodes, we'll be on iHeartRadio. Uh, so that's where we're going. Uh, rate, review, everybody. You know, you hear it on every podcast, but it does help uh, to leave a review and, and, and rate the show and stuff like that. It, it boosts you up the rankings. Uh, I am Adam. You are Jesse. That was yeah, a fun you time. You find us at uh, yes. Consumerism uh, with a one capital SM on Twitter. And hell, email us at uh, consumerism18 at gmail.com. Um, see if we can start getting people, let us know that someone out there is actually listening. <laughs> right. Uh, so we will see you guys next time. Uh, we'll go out with our normal thing. Uh, thank you very much uh, for listening. Have a good night. See you guys later. Unexpected heel turn.